Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. See you at the shows. You're listening to a Count Out podcast. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio Nights. That's right. I am your host, Ryan Nightseen. With me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend. Taking off my glasses so I can see him better. Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? It's a Ring Post Radio Nights. We're up against uh, a show I'm sure no one's watching uh, in about an hour, but that's fine. Uh, we're gonna get all the audience uh, to stick around till till the full show because we have a jam packed show for you, Scotty. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, that was kind of nasty to play that song though with the Rock and Cody showing like that. I don't know why it just seemed really mean. Watching <laughs> what, that. what do you I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just like, like something about battered? the song with the photo. I was like, man, it's kind of sad. It would have uh, been better if I was slowly zooming into Cody's face. Uh, yeah, yeah. The... you should have got the other one where he's like just staring at him and all you see is his face in the back of the rock's head. That was all <laughs> that. That's my favorite one. I've used I was looking for that already. one, actually. I was honestly looking for that one. Instead, I got the, the hug. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Adrenaline in my soul. Rating post radio nights is here to roll. Oh. Ooh. Come on. God. My guy. He's a poet and he actually, I think he did know it. Um. Yeah, we got a jam-packed show for you tonight here, folks. Um, and we appreciate you for sticking around. Obviously, we didn't do a show this morning if you're watching the live stream. But we're doing a show now because a lot of the things we're talking about took place at like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. So we figured it would uh, give us and everybody else uh, a little bit of time to catch up and watch some goddamn, I would say, Scotty, honestly, some great wrestling. This weekend, yeah. this weekend was really great. I gotta say, I'll, I'll I'll toss Collision into there as well. I had a good, I had a good twenty four hours of watching wrestling, which is nice. You know, it's kind of it's kind of what I like to do as a wrestling fan is watch good wrestling. I know, I know. Uh, sometimes we, unfortunately, have to talk about different things. But hopefully, if you are listening to this show. Whether it be live or post, hopefully we can uh, 
send you the right way for some exciting wrestling from this weekend. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, yeah, uh, great wrestling all weekend long, honestly. I think I had, looking at my match guide, I think I had maybe three or four four-plus star matches. Um, good time. Yeah, it was a real good time. So I hope uh, everyone was able to catch some great wrestling. Uh, we got a lot to get to uh, for tonight's show. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, talking about AEW Dynamite, a little bit of preview for that show, a jam-packed show. Um, and maybe what is the potentiality of Tony Khan's announcement? I think everyone has an idea. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Noah Crossover. Noah had a show this morning. Stardom had a show this morning. Stardom Supreme Fight, their 13th anniversary show. Uh, we're going to talk about next week's New Japan, New Beginning in Osaka. Uh, jam-packed four, four great matches, honestly, and a couple other great matches, as really good matches as well. Uh, we're going to talk about The Rock uh, in two different facets. But of course, we have to continue with the biggest news story of the wrestling world. Um, and that is, of course, Vince McMahon in the WWE. And this week, I think, got a, a turn for the interesting uh, as more of the fallout uh, from the allegations towards Vince McMahon unfurled. Obviously, last week we had a, a, a I thought I thought a really good episode, a really, really great episode diving into um, everything about the lawsuit and our feelings about it. But this week, we got a lot of fallout about it, a lot of discussions about it, um, and just a lot of other different comments from various different people. Um, and, of course, when we, when we get to The Rock, maybe uh, not just comments from other people, but maybe uh, some coups potentially happening. But you let's, smell what The Rock is cooking? His, he is he. What he's cooking is a poison soup dish for one triple h uh to have to enjoy one night you never know oh well uh um but yeah we got a good show let's get into the vince mcmahon stuff um nonetheless i actually no. you know what i want to do first i want to do an old segment that i started about like a week or two ago um i think it was longer than a week or two ago we don't have a name for it i'm just going to say it's the uh the youtube clip uh, episodes uh comment section uh that's the name it's chunky it's bad uh but bad uh, oh good (laughs) (laughs) but just like any of my segments they're not they're half-baked um so let's get through some of these comments here scotty and there might be a reason i'm bringing some of these up um so uh uh, some comments here for we had from basically basically these are comments from last week's episodes that we're kind of talking about um, so I'm going to bring up some of them here for us today. Uh, this one is from at hero six one nine, uh, reheat Chad Gable and have him beat Gunther at mania. No more comedy, just a serious Gable than have Gunther beat Rollins after mania. That was something you kind of talk about of, uh, reheating up Chad Gable a little bit. Uh, Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't quite seem like that's going that way of, uh, of Chad Gable, but uh, well, I guess it remains to be seen. Pop, sorry, good comment. The Rocket. Oh, out. that is that's that's the same hero. That's the same hero that I'm reading the comment of. That uh, this I don't know why this is. So, I just I saw it had to share it because the Rock and Kick Rocks made me laugh. Thank you. For yes, that. another comment live from Hero. What, what are the odds? What are the odds that we're reading your comments as as we're doing it? Um, uh, from at Connor Houston two six one three. Totally agree, Scott Kanosuke. We'd be better off wrestling in Japan. He could be really used well and have very good matches. I prefer I like to be comments. 
preferably Ooh. New Japan. He would have been good there, in my opinion. He's only 28 years old and could have been a really big help to them, especially now. However, All Japan would be fine as well, because that's when we were sort of talking about how uh, Kanosuke and All Japan are ruled. Uh, and that would honestly be a really good spot for him. And it'd be a, a company that could really use someone like a Takeshita. Um, but, 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 um, got a lot of other different questions and comments. Um, and I, we'll, we'll bring up this one, uh, oh, because no. I think this is the one, uh, I know you have this, this, I, this idea, you brought this back for one reason, one reason only, and I'm sure this comment's going to be it. Uh, well, I have two comments actually, uh, oh. but let's get to it. So this is from the WB timeline, the Vince McMahon allegations clip from last week. Uh, we didn't really talk about this aspect, so I'm going to bring up this question. At Dave3, uh, why is anyone surprised about this, even in the slightest? We didn't really talk about if oh, we yeah, were yeah. surprised at all. And I don't, and I'll disagree slightly with this comment and say that I was definitely surprised by the Vince McMahon allegations because of how viscerally jarring and, and troubling uh-huh. they were. Yeah, I think the better word instead of surprise was, you know, like am i uh what's a better word am i like sort of did i expect it you know is is it like is it shocking at all not really like i'm surprised by the allegations and what they were but uh i'm not really that uh shocked that vince mcmahon uh would do something like that um were you Uh, at all surprised uh, about vince mcmahon allegations I am not surprised about Vince McMahon having allegations against him. I am surprised at just this latest, the big one. Yeah, the big one, yeah. Every every time you read more in that lawsuit, it's just like shock and horror that you just, I don't know, for me, maybe because this is the way I think, I just sit there and I don't think a human being could do that. Mm -hmm. I I don't think a human being would go to that depth but it is Vince McMahon he is a awful human so I guess in that respect I shouldn't be surprised but I definitely I definitely was just because it's like this guy ran WWE for 40 years and again I said this last week I'll say again what else is out there that we don't know about um here's a comment here's the comment that I wanted to bring up uh a comment that aggravates me not gonna read the username or anything uh, right. It frustrates me, and it's because I want to bring this up because it's part of the fallout, I think, of these Vince McMahon allegations and WWE allegations and everything, um, mm-hmm. is that you sort of get this response as well. This is from someone in our comment section from this clip. So she had no problem going to work and going along with these alleged acts. She accepted the money and only had an issue when she got cut. That makes her just as guilty. I, I don't even know what to say to that, Scotty. It's so I, aggravating and frustrating to see comments like that. And then I, I think we saw a lot of that in sort of this fallout. Uh, we saw a lot of bad this week from fans. Yeah. People reacting like, ah, she didn't, he, he didn't do nothing wrong. I don't know what why I'm doing this accent. I feel like that might be offensive. <laughs> but, uh, like way too Larry David with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Fernando in the chat. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah. What the fuck? I think that's an insane comment to make. That's, uh, uh, and, people, and people went back and forth. Not back and forth, but people went in on this guy on the comment section as ready. So I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to leave it there. But the idea of number one, 
I don't think she, by all accounts, not going along with it. Uh, we talked about it last week about how there were several moments in the suit where it seems like she's not necessarily trying to get out because she doesn't know how to get out because many people in the situation uh, sure. don't know how to get out uh, of yeah. these sort of situations. Um, but additionally, like there's moments in the suit where it's not, she's not trying to necessarily get out, but she is trying to like delay it and trying to figure out uh, Jeff Bugenhagen. That's such a horrible take. Colin Matthew, that comment is just ignorant as fuck. I all agree. I agree, folks. I, I agree. I wanted to bring it up because that's what we're dealing with the, this past week. And we uh, continue to deal with stuff like that. Um, I'm glad that people agree with me that that comment is insane, Scotty. Um, do you have any thoughts on that comment uh, from a very, I'm sure, kind, thoughtful uh, listener? May, maybe listener of the show? Uh, they don't deserve my attention. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about the Vince McMahon lawsuit. Uh, so we got a lot of different <sighs> news items that have come out. Uh, oh, Jeff Bugenheim, I want to add to this as well. Uh, or they fear for the lives because of the power someone has over them. A great point that leads us straight into Janelle Grant's attorney said this week, uh, uh, spoke with Ann Callis on News Nation Now, said, quote, uh, WWE has a, quote, culture of corruption that has, quote, permeated every cell of WWE. Um, some big time lofty words. Um, it's been a long process and Grant wants to speak out for any other victims and eradicate the culture of corruption that's permeated every cell of the WWE. My office and in my inbox, I've had a barrage of people wanting to come forward to test about this culture of corruption and also po possible victims. We are just beginning now to wade through all this, but we're frankly overwhelmed. Um, she goes on more. Janelle Grant's attorney, uh, her name is, I don't actually know what her name is. Uh, oh no, the lawyer's name uh, is Ann Callis. My apologies. The lawyer's name is Ann Callis. Um, but yes, uh, that there was that, and there like another comment, sort of regards about this overwhelming response in and her lawyer's email box. Um, again, this is the lawyer that presumably the same lawyer that might have sent an email to WWE in March of 2022, and definitely got e responded back to about said email, um, according to the lawsuit. Um, what are your thoughts about this? There seems to maybe be some traction into moving into a class action lawsuit. There was also additional discussions about uh, the NDA. And if it doesn't apply with Grant, then it won't apply to anybody else because of how the NDA was came about uh, in regards to WWE. How do you feel about uh, Janelle Grant's lawyer and Callis's comments? Uh there is, uh, it, it's hard to look at something like this and like think of the positives, obviously, like the loss, the allegations themselves. Um, but the good has been Vince McMahon is no longer in power. The good is that more people are now speaking and, and feel a little bit more comfortable to do so, right? We've I should say not just speaking, but at the very least, well, we don't know how many people or who is speaking, right. but the very least potentially speaking through legal channels. Yeah. That might lead to, you know, bigger stories like this. And even that it's, it's obviously that's going to be very important as this story continues to unfold, but there's even just wrestlers from the past in WWE speaking out about it now as well, which again, 
it shows like them having to wait for so long to do this how much fear people that worked for this company had to live with and i think that maybe is obviously besides the allegations is one of the more um major parts of this is like everyone seemingly worked in this company with fear and that's awful like no one should have to go to work and have fear in their hearts of speaking out or saying no to something or right like even if it's the wrestlers and not wanting to go on television and do something that is something that's slowly obviously coming out as well now um there's been a lot this week right there's been a lot with the lauren nice case which or the lauren nice aspect of this as well um but what grant and company have done is open things up now and it's just gonna it hopefully it means that the people that took part in this not just vince mcmahon because this isn't just vince mcmahon pay for this that's the most important part right now i don't think i could have said that better myself scotty i i I think you're completely right that hopefully this leads to something bigger and something more not just against Vince McMahon, but obviously against John Lawrence, John Laurinaitis, and uh, the WWE. Now, a very fascinating wrinkle about this suit that is unveiled this past week is the John Laurinaitis part of it, folks. Uh, the lawyer, lawyer for John Laurinaitis spoke uh, saying, let me see if I can get the full quote here. Um, quote, uh, this is from, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Edward Brennan is the new lawyer for John Laurinaitis saying, quote, Mr. Laurinaitis denies the allegations uh, in the misguided complaint. will be vigorously defending these charges in court, not the media. Uh, that's not a shock. Uh, like the plaintiff, this is the shocking part. Like the plaintiff, Mr. Laurinaitis is a victim in this case, not a predator. The truth will come out. Uh, He continues saying that read the allegations, read the federal statute, power control, employment, supervisory capacity, dictatorial sexual demands with repercussions if not met. Count how many times in the complaint Vince exerts control over both of them. Now, obviously, John Laurinaitis is a named uh, defendant of this case, of Ms. Grant's case against him, Vince McMahon, and the WWE. That's why we're trying to extend the conversation from not just Vince, but to others. Um, but a very new wrinkle of this is the lawyer saying that John Laurinaitis is a victim. Scotty, what is, what was your sort of reaction to that that quote? Because that is a shockwave of a quote to me. Uh, no part of me read this and thought John Laurinaitis is a victim in this because he still took part um, from what he even said, obviously, like, um, I do not like John Laurinaitis. Like, never have, never will. And to me, you, you, if you go and you read about what was going on during this time, especially in his life, it just, it just gets all the more worse. And the fact that he was willing to call himself a victim when there's someone like Janelle Grant here, uh, you know, not being able to live a normal life anymore. 
that's disgusting to me, right? Like, and he, and, and, and by the way, uh, one of the big, one of the other big things of all this is that we are now watching in real time the, these awful humans start to cannibalize each other publicly. Yeah, that is what they are yeah. doing. We are going to watch John Laurinaitis throw Vince McMahon under the bus. I'm sure we're going to watch Vince McMahon throw John Laurinaitis under the bus, and whoever else may be involved. We don't know who else, but these are the two main people that were named. Right? Yeah. Um, it's going to get ugly, and I just I don't know what's next. Like that's that's the whole thing about this is we don't know what's next. Like there's just something new seemingly every few days and what we do know is wwe is pretty much going out of their way to somehow rid him from their history which is in him being vince mcmahon which is impossible by the way uh that it's not it's not like you can't rid him from the history of a company that he created you do your best but like they can't they can't just be like, oh yeah, he no one won the Royal Rumble in whatever year he won. Like this is far more than that. And <laughs> there's a lot of people that are going to have to, and and this is why I keep again reminding us this isn't just a Vince McMahon issue. This is a WWE issue. Yeah. There's still so many people that need to receive their repercussions of what they were did and what they were involved in here. And uh, I believe it was BJ Bethel on SE Scoops that had a very good like a editorial article. Uh, like it was his his own thoughts, but he's been covering for twenty years. It's a really good read if anyone uh, wants to read. Let me just double check that was um, who it was, but I definitely recommend anyone read it because I think yeah, BJ Bethel. Um, it it kind of just gives like a good idea of someone who's covered this for a long time and what they think about the whole mess. And it's like, I just remember one of the lines is like triple H is gone. Nick Khan's gone. Like all these people need to be gone. And it's because a lot of these people knew something one way or another. Right. And Mm -hmm. that alone is bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Uh, My, my biggest takeaway from this, a couple takeaways is number one, uh, he obviously the lawyer is going to deny the allegations. Obviously that's not a shock in any imagination, but by basically uh, he, what they basically said is that, you know, uh, uh, dictatorial sexual demands of repercussions have not met. That is a quote from here, whether or not they deny the allegations grant has towards Laurinaitis, they are still insinuating that sexual encounters and demands were at play during this this uh, lawsuit, which ultimately is uh, is proving the true the broad truths of this lawsuit to be true, the broad ideas of this lawsuit to be a little factual, uh, which is not great uh, for Vince McMahon and for the WWE. Obviously, he does he is more about Vince McMahon than the WWE itself, uh, but it's not helping that. And I think if you go from there, I wonder if, and I'm not an expert at all. I'm not a lawyer. We're both not lawyers. 
Um, but I wonder at all if this is sort of a nod, a sort of a tip of the cap, if you will, to one lawyer to another of, hey, you know, we might be willing to take some sort of deal uh, uh, and go on the stand, let's say, if it ever went to that far, uh, have John Lauren and I speak about what he, what Vince McMahon forced him to do. Let's say John Lauren and I, let's just say John Lauren and I is telling the truth. Would he be willing to go on the stand and speak out against Vince and what Vince has done uh, to get some sort of deal uh, with the plaintiff? I, I don't know. I don't know if that's even how law works. Uh, but uh, I think that's an interesting idea. I think it's at least like he is trying to save his own ass, uh, yeah. obviously. Uh, and I wonder yeah. if they would be, he would be willing to do that. And some part of this reads to me like he might be willing to do that. It's, all about, it's all about essentially saving themselves at this point moving forward. And that's what we're, that's what we're going to see between these two, obviously Vince and Laurinaitis. Um, but again, as more people potentially are named, that's what, that's what it's going to all be about. And, uh, I think Laurinaitis's comments or, was it his comments specifically, or a state was it a statement? Uh, this is from the lawyer. This is okay. Uh, so John Lornais, the Lornais Collective here. Uh, what I noticed the most here is that the loyalty in this business means nothing, and I hope they all suffer. These two, especially, because they do not deserve to be walking the streets you know they don't they don't for what they did and what there's more there is more and what they've done let's go to hell just go to hell i agree with that uh question from colin here um uh colin matthew do you think tko will clean house when all is said and done i'll respond with this colin next news item Netflix content chief on Vince McMahon WWE allegations quote. Uh, let me see if I get the quote. He's gone. So he's not there. He's gone. Uh, so do I think that TKO will clean house? No, Vince is gone. So why, what's the need for cleaning house? Um, according to Netflix, they're still going to be able to get their deals and everything. Um, so what's the point, right? I think they're going to have to clean a little bit more house than we know of it's not the story's um, not going away so i think that's right that's gonna be that's part of it it's gonna be one of those situations where it's almost like they're gonna have to be forced and like comments by like netflix is certainly not going to help right in any way yeah i don't know it, it, it's comments like that where it's like you know it, it where it's like, oh yeah, we're basically still okay with the contract, and we're still going to do all this stuff because Vince. Yeah. It's because it's very obvious that both net Netflix sees, and we don't know what you know. We haven't seen any sort of comments from like NBC Universal or Warner Brothers of CW um, about this and any of those TV contracts. Um, I'm sure people have asked, but there's been no statement from any of those companies. Um, but Netflix seems okay with it, mm-hmm. um, and that's uh extremely frustrating to see um what the story hasn't gone away so what more can be done it at this point it's a matter of 
the WWE cover-up side of it. Uh, and that's something that still needs to be proven. And that's something that still needs more evidence, at least in the public view. Uh, we talked about it last week about that timeline of like, they obviously knew stuff. Triple H obviously knew things. Um, people asked Shawn Michaels a bunch of questions about it. And he wasn't Shawn necessarily Michaels in the did. room. <laughs> Shawn Michaels um, handled it a lot better than the guy that called the shots in WWE today. I fully agree to that. <laughs> fully agree to that. Yeah, Nick Khan was asked a little, very minimally about it, but not really great questions and sort of praising. Well, not only like sort of praising Vince McMahon at a weird time to do so, um, but also like talking about how like, oh yeah, we didn't really think he was going to fully retire. And that's like kind of contradictory to SEC filings that WWE made. Um, when he was obviously co-CEO yeah. at that point. So that's going to be a little, uh, if anyone wanted to bring that up, that would be a weird question to bring up with to the SEC. Um, You're absolutely uh, correct. Vankin. Yeah, Vankin B. Warren, God knows what Vince is doing in the 80s and 90s. Brother, <laughs> there. well, we have some ideas of what he was doing in the 80s and 90s. Look up Rita Chatterton. Look up the Ring Boy scandal. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah. look up... I don't mean to laugh, but like there, there's a laundry list here. Um, and, you know, this is like the worst. I don't even want to say worst because they're all bad. Um, but this is the most egregious, maybe uh, most uh, worst story of it all, um, of all of his that we know that we know about. Um, can't can't stress that enough that yeah. we know about at this stage. Right. What would have to well to answer Colin's question more better? What do you think TKO will clean house and all it's said and done? I don't necessarily. I guess I don't necessarily know what said and done means to to TKO. Like I how, think what I like, think this is going to take story years. Con- story continues. What let's say right now it looks like Triple H is in the hot seat, right? Um, you would think so. He he feels the most in the hot seat uh, right now. But he is not on the board. He is out of just, the big names, obviously. Yeah, he's not on the board. He's just creative. Uh, a lot of people that are still on the that board. Means he's expendable. That's a great point. A lot of the people that I think this only really affects, really, are the WWE cover-up side of things. Legitimately, let's be honest here. I think this the only people that really affects are the two or three people on the board that. Uh, worked in WWE at the time uh, on the board, knew about all this stuff as it was happening. Uh, got that email, go through that timeline that we wa- we talked about earlier uh, up against um, uh, uh, today. Jeff brings up the point. We talked about this last week. Hunter was on the board when he got the email originally. Agreed. He's he's now on the WWE TKO board currently, but he, for some reason, he got shafted in that regard, but he is obviously was on the board in that process. He's in the current hot seat because obviously he got questions and gave shitty answers about. Is there anyone else on the board that this would affect? Uh, like we're talking about what is what does a clean house mean? Triple H is gone. Nick Khan Everyone. is gone. How how far is Nick Congo? The I don't remember who the other names uh, on the TKO board that weren't once previously were. But I think it's two or three people. But do, are those people gone? Um, are there higher ups like let's say a Bruce Pritchard? Um, is he gone? You know these sort of things. What is 
what would what would and that's the thing also is like Bruce Pritchard I don't think is going to be gone because I don't think I don't see what aspect he has in terms of a WWE cover up. It's just at the the top level here, really. It's just these board members and only like three or four of them still exist in the company. And one of them Nick Khan, one of them is Triple H, and a couple of other ones are actually on the board. I don't I I guess I just don't know is like we still have to prove the cover up aspect of it all, right? And and I don't know how long that's going to take unless this goes to trial mm-hmm. yeah it's, uh, i feel like i made a bunch of word salad because i don't really know i have an answer here i i think they're going to get rid of who's expendable and do their best to keep people that they feel are important to the infrastructure moving forward right and we've kind of started to see this through just news bits i think right with the rock stuff even like it almost feels like you know people are seeing writing on the wall perhaps in certain scenarios and uh, they're trying to figure out the answers before they need the answers if that makes sense yeah i would love to think they clean house i really would no me too but but i'm not i'm not sure i th- i do think that triple h of anyone is in maybe the hottest water that's still with the company just because like of how people have connected the dots but i don't know but like Like, that's only i still don't know who employee number one is and number four and so on we have have evidence there we have conjectures we have theories about if kevin dunn was still in this company yeah he would be gone (laughs) right he was vince's right hand man like i i can connect dots after a while here um uh he's already gone though so yeah and and i guess that's another point is that like uh kevin dunn leaving is also suspicious i mean him leaving his timing (laughs) during all of this was like a week or two right before the lawsuit dropped um that was very interesting timing um yeah i i'm sort of in the mindset of i i you know how does Brock, you know, someone who asked it, Connor Houston, how does Brock Lesnar fit in it in this? Again, like he's not specifically named in the suit as in like as a defendant, right? That that I if I'm not mistaken. It's Vince McMahon, John Lower Nice, and the WWE in terms of the cover up. Brock Lesnar, as soon as it blows over, he can come back, right? Th- that's that's the truth. That's the reality. That's the sad reality of all this. Uh, as soon as WWE feels like they can make money with him again, he'll be back. Uh, he's older, so I don't know necessarily if that was going to be the case. Um, Bruce Pritchard, he's not a board member. He's definitely a right-hand man to Vince, but he doesn't – He in in theory, there's no way – I don't necessarily think, unless we get a true like text message or something about this where it showed that somehow Bruce is involved from a non-board level – I don't really know. I mean, certainly Bruce Pritchard was a guy that Vince McMahon was showing these pictures to. I think we can all probably agree with that. I don't know. That's just a theory, allegedly. But I think, allegedly, I'm going to assume Bruce Pritchard was probably the one of the guys looking at these pictures. But unless he is somehow part of this cover-up, which as a non-board member, I don't know how he could be. I I just don't know how far-reaching this goes. We talk about Triple H in the hot seat. Does it feel like Nick Khan has any part of this hot seat right now? It feels like he is totally fine and walking out of this unscathed. And he was the board member and co-CEO during the actual investigation 
in 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, When it, when originally stuff came out, I never thought of uh, what he would, or how much he'd be involved just because he wasn't with the company when things started, if I remember correctly. Um, But I don't know how much he knew. So, yeah, when did Nick Khan officially join the WWE? Because he was obviously involved uh, helping their SmackDown Fox deal. But when did he officially join WWE? 2020. So when he officially joined August of 2020. Um, so yeah, he, was he was around, around for a lot of it. He was around, yeah, he was around for a lot of it. He definitely knew about it. But that was at the time he was a chief revenue officer. I don't know exactly a president and chief revenue officer. I don't know exactly when he joins the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to necessarily even look up. I guess I have to look up old SEC, SEC filings, but we'll have to figure that one out. Uh, There's a good question. Jeff Buchenhagen writes, Stephanie was on the board. That is a reminder that Stephanie's on the board, but she's gone to the company, so I don't necessarily know how aspect that is. But I wanted to bring up this comment, Scotty, because it goes back to what I said about John Laurinaitis. Does anyone else you want to get on to a, a trial onto the stand that I would find fascinating would be Stephanie McMahon. That is someone, if this went to trial, I would be fascinated to see. She is no longer on the board. She is no longer involved with WB. If they fire her husband, Triple H, obviously, maybe she'd have more of an interest in doing something like this. But she could easily flip on her, her father. I feel like there's a, a reason to suspect that I don't know. I feel like Stephanie could flip on her father and, and you know, her and John Laurinaitis maybe flip on Vince McMahon and put all of this heat onto him because she's obviously on the board. She can prove a lot of the, the email discussions, a lot of this idea. Um, he could, she could certainly uh, help the case. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Buchenheim also says chief revenue officer means he could have known the hush money and where it came from. He, yeah, all this hush money and stuff would have been happening while chief revenue officer is looking at the books. That's a great point. He is another person, but no one seems to be pointing fingers at him right now, and that's frustrating. So uh, it's all very interesting. There was another report that came out that Vince McMahon is officially under federal investigation for these sexual assault allegations. Um, uh, a federal search warrant and subpoena was uh, served to Vince McMahon last July uh, was part of an ongoing, ongoing investigation. Um Wall Street Journal first reported the news Friday morning that he was officially under federal investigation. Of course, it being a sex trafficking case, um, crossing straight lines, that becomes a federal offense. Uh, So it gets to that point um, of a federal investigation. Uh, What could that mean? I don't know. But again, we're talking about cleaning house of TKO, how far reaching it goes. Federal Federal investigation is under... Just Vince McMahon right now, seemingly. Is it under John Laurinaitis? Is it under the WWE as a company? I, I don't I don't know for certain, but right now all I know is that it's Vince McMahon. You know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. These these questions. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about all of this stuff? Still bad? <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, right? I mean, there's no other way to feel about it, I think. And uh, I think one of my other problems is that it's kind of been bogged down now amongst people talking about WWE because of wrestling reasons, like actual wrestling reasons, which is 
just insane to me ultimately like we can we can talk about the wrestling side of things with this company and we will we're about to um but this should still be the top conversation point because there's still a lot of bad as i keep referencing right there's still a lot of bad going on here and um hope hopefully hopefully i I like to think that the right thing will happen eventually in all this and the right, the, the, the people ha- that had wrongdoing will be t- taken out of their positions and so on and so forth. But I don't know. I yeah. do not know. And yeah. uh, that's part of the reason why it can't, the conversation can't go away because you pressure a company enough and, and more comes out and you just kind of got to hope at this point, like as, as fans of the industry, if you're a fan of this company, um, the wrestling side, obviously, then your, your voice won't unfortunately be enough to make TKO do something <laughs> multi-billion dollar corporation, but, but just keep bringing up the problems because enough of these other outlets that can do something will take notice. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the part there where you said that uh, you know sort of the the conversation changing and needing to continue asking questions. Uh, I'll say through the there's a hashtag going around yeah. for a wrestler, which like if we're going to talk about I'm, the wrestling, we're talking about it now. This. I'm 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 doing that transition right now, baby. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. it. No, yeah. it, the, I I fully I'm the conspiracy theorist right now that this whole Hashtag we want Cody, we want rock stuff is a full on booking distraction campaign happening. You've right seen now. a hashtag we want rock? Well, we want Rocky. Uh, apologies, we want Rocky. Oh, but I yes. haven't seen either one to be fair. Uh, but literally, okay. did you see the report from Fightful Select? I believe it was today. I work for them, so yeah, <laughs> perfect, perfect answer. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is, uh, from that same report. Uh, one WWE source said, quote, in regards to the, we want Cody, we want rock tweet storm, uh, over the weekend quote. Well, this is preferable to the coverage of Vince McMahon, but that's not going away either. At least with this, there can be peaks and valleys and some sane people can justify it with the coverage we were getting last week. It was all negative. From a PR perspective, I mean, that's fair. It was all negative. Uh, That's totally true. Uh, This sentiment echoed by many with one person saying, quote, maybe the company prefers to appear inept than malicious by proxy of Vince. Um, Obviously, I think in terms of, you know, Cody Rock um, happening and everything that happened on SmackDown, obviously, I think that was planned. And I think that booking decision was part of this whole idea but i think the sort of pr tweet storm that it's sort of turning into part of it feels like they're leaning into and they would rather have this sort of become the new conversation than what is obviously obviously because they're gonna benefit if they put cody into the match or whatever match like that's what that's what happens they watched it happen with daniel bryan they're using that same mindset to turn this into something to one, take the attention off the awful thing that is happening with that happened within their company and is still unfolding. And they're putting it all on the rock and kind of using 
him and him getting the match as the scapegoat of it all. Shout out Jack Perry one time. Uh, sorry, I had to. I had to. Um, and it, it's it's like I haven't I haven't tweeted a single thing about this. I haven't tweeted a single thing about Cody and Rock because yeah. like if it's in wrestling story and the way they did it, yeah, it is stupid as hell. Like the way they did, it, I watched the segment. It's dumb. It is a terribly done segment. It is bad. It makes Cody look awful. You know what? I still want to finish my story, and I I have to beat you and take everything from you, but not at WrestleMania. I rather do it after you have another match where you can lose the title. I I rather do it some other time. Like that? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's almost they're using the Rock and Cody as two people to get the bad light off of them, and. Uh-huh. That's crazy to me because they know that the top, these top outlets are going to be like, oh, it's Roman in the rock. The rocks return into the ring. So that's going to get them excited. Obviously. And then the fans that have been making noise about the Vince stuff and all that, they have switched focus to hashtag. We want Cody. And it's just like, it's worked just like they wanted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has. It has. It's certainly distracting people, and I'm sure like it's hard. It's and hard I'm sure for in eight me. minutes when Vengeance Day goes live, they're going to maybe lean into it some more. You know, we gotta whoop that truck, baby. Um, that like it is hard for me to read all these stories that are coming out about The Rock and potentially wanting to take power and stuff because it's just like it's not the it's it's just not the most important thing that's happening in this comp with this company right now it's not no i mean we'll we'll talk about a a little bit it's juicy though i'll give them that it is juicy it's a juicy tidbit but it and that's obviously why we kicked off our show not talking about the rock at wrestlemania not talking about we want cody not talking about the behind the scenes of what's happening with the rock um but talking about vince mcmahon because it's the most important thing to talk about right now and the fact that it seemingly has become this sort of distraction move online is so aggravating for me to watch because it's people are going to fall into it easily. People are going to fall into that trap easily. People. And I don't blame people for falling into the trap, Scotty, because guess what? It sucks to talk about the Vince stuff. It's it sucks to think about the Vince and WWE stuff. I don't want to talk about all the stuff, but it's important to talk about the stuff. That's why we kicked off our show with talking about it. Um, It's important. They are switching. They're altering the face of the WWE. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing it in real time from Vince McMahon to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That is what they're doing in real time. Which I also wonder whether or not that was timed quite well with the hell yeah it was dave said dave Meltzer, obviously for those who i don't know may get that confused Uh, for some reason um he said that they've had rock locked in since like the beginning of january but they wanted to announce it with the netflix deal i think there's a little more behind it the Netflix deal that was also announced, what was it, a day before the Vince stuff? Day or two, yeah. It was yeah. beginning of the week, Vince stuff was the end of the week. So, yeah. I don't know, folks. Ask questions. Ask questions. 
Um, yeah, it just feels like real big distraction territory and frustrating to watch. People. And it's working because it's working. Um, yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about the rock. They got uh, Ricochet and Logan Paul tw- <laughs> tweeting. We want Cody. If you don't like, like, if you don't see this is all on purpose, like at this point, you know, no, no wrestler. Logan Paul is different, but no wrestler is going to speak out against the company all of a sudden because Cody isn't in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. They what, said why, nothing about the Vince stuff, but oh, Cody's not in the Royal. Oh my God. Why, why, is, why would Ricochet care, folks? <laughs> Who cares? What, he's not doing anything. Right now, he's going to be on the Battle Royal. Do you think Cody promised him a world title match? I don't know. Maybe, I know, <laughs> maybe. I just, you know, I'm, what does yeah. Logan Paul care about this? But but now I will switch my thought process to what is happening in the story, and we will. I will acknowledge it that way rather than just this is the way of kind of. Hey, yeah. look look over here! Look yeah. over here! You we, we ruined your we ruined your main event because while it is a distraction, it is an important topic to be had. We seemingly have the main event of WrestleMania figured out, and that's The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Obviously, they've been hinting at it for a little bit. Um, yeah, surprise, surprise. Uh, it might be The Rock versus Roman Reigns. How do you feel about that being the main event of WrestleMania? Um, do you think Cody will find a way to get in? Will it be a triple threat? Will it be full-on Miracle on 34th Street? He wins an opening match against somebody and then yeah, the yeah, with an opening yeah. match, he won the damn Royal Rumble. I know, I agree. Uh but do you how does Cody get involved in this? Does he get involved in this? Probably not because he outright said he's not going to be challenging in WrestleMania. He's going to challenge somewhere else. Or I have an idea where that someone else is, Scotty. Um but where are your thoughts on Rock versus Roman? And is that what you want? What are my thoughts? No, I don't want Rock versus Roman. I couldn't care less about that. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I have long been a Cody Rhodes fan. I have said this on this show many times. Now I'm not like gonna start crying or anything that he's not in the main event because ultimately, like I've I've said my thoughts on WWE. I'm not that invested. I'm invested enough because I was very happy when Cody won the Royal Rumble. I said it last week, but that's the biggest problem. He won the Royal Rumble, so it makes him look like an idiot. An absolute moron. Scrub territory over here, Cody. Like, it'd be one thing if he loses the Rumble and they don't put him in the Elimination Chamber match to get to Roman, right? Sure. Whatever. Because you have someone on the men's side or on the Raw side win the Royal Rumble challenge Seth. That means they have to have the Elimination Chamber for the smackdown match in in our minds here in our minds here remember we are playing to common sense in a wrestling story which is you know difficult for this company but play with me for a little bit um that would have just been fine but it's the way they've done it and they've they've clearly done it on purpose and listen once cm punk got hurt i was like there's no way the rock's not going to be on this show now i was like and, and and if you read the Fightful report, maybe the PW Insider report, one of them, um, the original ones, by the way, uh, they said like they some people just thought this was happening anyways. Like it didn't matter if Cody won the Rumble or not. Like yeah. if The Rock wants it, The Rock's going to get it. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of like, how I felt. The Rock has teased this idea way longer than Cody right. winning the Rumble and everything. And 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 The Rock isn't gonna wrestle it 
Saudi. Like that's not what we what we maybe imagined last week when we talked. About right. It. Like if you if you think about it, he wants to be on the biggest stage this company has. That's the only place he's wrestling. That's one of all the things can. one of the teases he gave about was talking about on college football, you know, game day special thing. He talked about like facing Roman specifically in Philadelphia and wrestling in Philadelphia. Um, and that was like a month ago, month or two ago. So it was always WrestleMania. It was always Philadelphia. But I'm glad you brought up Saudi because Scotty, you pitched last week the idea of Cody uh, versus Roman at WrestleMania and The Rock uh, at Saudi because hey, that's money, baby. I was literally just trying to get rid of The Rock. I'm not sure, sure, sure. And now, because WWE wants more money, they can yes. Get. But now we have this idea, Scotty, right? That Cody has officially said that he doesn't want to face WrestleMania. He's giving that yeah. spot to The Rock. Yeah. What would be another big show? Hey, not that one. What would be another big show that Roman Cody Rhodes could wrestle Roman Reigns at uh, for the world championship? Whatever the next Saudi show is. Exactly. I don't know what it's called. I don't know when it is. Crown Jewel or something? Sure. But in May, know. let's say, the next one we talked about. Night of Champions? Year. Is that what it was last year? Uh, yeah, it was Night of Champions last year. Um, they could they could certainly go something with that. But th- this idea of what if the WrestleMania show is The Rock versus Roman. Let's say Roman wins. He beats The Rock, which makes sense. That feels like a good end cap to the whole Bloodline storyline. He goes into Saudi Arabia and loses the title to Cody there. That is the bigger show, the one that makes more money than WrestleMania and all these things. Yeah. That, that would, maybe that's the idea. My, it's Cody my, versus Roman at Saudi. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. My main thing is Saudi ain't paying extra money to get that match. They could care less. I'm sure if it was the rock, they'd pay more money. Uh, but you're right. You're right. In that, like, where would the next stop be? Um, it's 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 just dumb it's it it none of it clicks for me like the best case scenario if you need to have the rock on wrestlemania which they're going to they've shown him that's not changing yeah he's on this happening is he main events night one and then you can hell they nuked destroyed ended the world heavyweight championship as far as i'm concerned cody and seth can wrestle on night one too and then in the main event of the next night they can just combine the belts again because as far as i'm concerned as long as if cody's the wwe champion that belt's going to be around the belt that wasn't around will be around and he can be he can do both shows this guy's the worker right that's he's 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 the top star of the company except when they don't want him to be like it it would be an interesting show titled Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia if the guy that beat Seth Rollins and the guy that beat The Rock That's at WrestleMania possible. night one yeah. and night two faced each other. See, I think it should all happen in the WrestleMania bubble, but I understand that's probably not going to happen. So that's very possible. I've seen, I think PW Insider said like the one of the ideas maybe they do at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Why is that beat Hogan's record? Uh, that ooh, Hogan's that's record? a great question. We have to look at the Hogan record because if that we beats Hogan's to... record, then that's when it's happening. 
That's that is a great point. We have to. No, I don't want to go to WWE Wikipedia. No, I want to go to Wikipedia WWE title. Okay, here we go. Reigns. Here we go. Here we go. Not Roman Reigns. Here we uh, go. <laughs> that pops me so much. Uh, okay, so uh, where the heck is Roman Reigns? Um, he is at six hundred and seventy-one. Um. Days at champion right now, right? That am I mistaken? Or is it the universal title? Which one is, is the one that matters that has the longer reign? Probably universal. The universal title. title was one first. Oh god. So how do we even count? What's the universal? I will tell, I will tell you when Ro- how long Romans had that. Okay, please, because I got no clue. Roman is at 1254 days. 1254 days. What is Hulk Hogan at 1474? Would you say 1474 minus what? Uh, <laughs> he he, he uh, deleted the tab immediately. 1254. 1254. 220 days from now. Matt what, with Ring Post Radio, baby. What is 220 days from today? Let's see, oh, folks. No. Well, obviously, you don't know. I know, I know. September 12th. Oh shit, it's after SummerSlam. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Unless they push <laughs> SummerSlam back. Oh, there it is. It's gonna be at the Saudi Arabia show at the end of the year. There you go. Uh isn't that November typically? I, I don't know. I, don't I guess know. it well, it still could be that actually. Is that the end oh, of the year? Oh god, what a mess. He would have to win it. He have to hold till what did I say? September 12th or something? Can you imagine? It's a Thursday. Roman Reigns keep the belt until September. <laughs> it, I mean, it's plausible. It's yeah, I mean, whatever. This is God, he's gotten this far. Yeah, he's gotten this far at this point. What's another two hundred twenty days? I think, I think what's happening here is I think fully it's The Rock versus Roman in WrestleMania. That's I fully mm. believe that's happening. Cody, I don't know what is happening with him. But oh, I Seth has rocked before, but Seth doesn't have a knee, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I don't think I think there <laughs> I think there's a weird work. balancing act with act with Cody Rhodes right now. I think they're probably gonna have Cody challenge Seth. Woo. And you I challenge feel... Gunther. Now we're talking, baby. Here's here's my pitch. real you world my pitch? champion right there. You want you want to hear my pitch that's kind of stupid, but I'm all in on it. Because it's already, we're already in stupid territory. Can't get worse, right? Mm-hmm. He beats he beats Gunther, and they mm-hmm. use an option C that doesn't exist. <laughs> TNA's option C, and then we're there. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This is stupid. Yeah, I I think it's the Rock and WrestleMania. I think Cody is probably going to be the Saudi show. I don't know honestly if they do. I, I, don't like, I, I really don't like the idea of combining titles, by the way, especially since they just created a new one last year. Yeah, I really don't think they're going to do that. Which then if going with my theory, if that's the case, then Cody, I think, is going to challenge Seth Rollins and lose like an idiot scrub. That's even worse. Uh, can I <laughs> ask you a more serious question? Sure. Do you care about any of this? Like, do you legitimately care about the rock challenging Roman reigns at WrestleMania. I, I mean, I care as much as I care about the WWE 
uh, and their story. So you line. don't care. I'm in, I'm interested. I'll be honest. I'm one of the few people that is like I'm willing to see the Rocket uh, against Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't. I think Roman's going to win, and it's not going to matter. Um, oh, absolutely. Anyone that thinks Cody uh, the Rock's winning, that is. I I no. I don't think the Rock's winning. Not I, for a I, second. I don't. No. No. Yeah. I think that's not happening. Um, I think it's fully. I'm I'm okay if the Rock versus Roman. Do what I prefer now. I'm, but I'm also the guy of like, man. So much of this would have been solved if Cody won the title last year. <laughs> we wouldn't be. So in much of this would have been solved if Cody just went heel in AEW too. But here we are. This this year's WrestleMania would have been solved if they did the right booking decision last year. Uh, and this year is all all about fixing and working around the booking mistake of last. Oh my year. God! You know what's going to happen? What's that? Cody's going to win the world title. Uh-huh. And they're gonna try to act like that's a big deal from Seth. And they're just gonna right. have Damian Priest cash in. That's <laughs> that's what I've always assumed. I thought if The Rock was even around, I thought it was gonna be Cody versus WrestleMania, uh, versus WrestleMania. Cody versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. He wins it, and like the next night, maybe he has one defense or two on a pay per view. There's no way you thought Damian Priest was winning the WWE Championship. Fully you thought. Thought, no, you Fully thought he was cashing in on Punk and Rollins. No, I thought that he was going to cash in on Cody. That's crazy. They would. I I fully think that the idea is that he's going to cash in on Cody, uh, because of the constant connection that Cody and, and rivalry that Cody had with the Judgment Day and kind of it being centered around Damian Priest as well. I and and that whole idea. I think it's all to set up the idea of eventually Damian Priest going on that uh, that road. Um, do I like it? Do I think it's I a will, good idea? No. <laughs> I will put a lot of money on David Priest never winning the WWE Championship. The world title? Oh, that's fair game. Roman told yeah. me that belt means nothing. <laughs> Roman, uh, Roman. by the way, I just want to say before we move on, if we're moving on, I have no idea if we're moving on. I don't really yeah. care anymore. Uh, but also the, the whole thing of like Rock trying to take over creative, very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but Roman was the best part of that entire segment because he absolutely destroyed Seth in every way, shape, or form. He he mocked him for not getting a pop. He mocked him for holding a championship that doesn't matter. He mocked mm-hmm. anyone making that decision. He destroyed everyone. And when I watched that promo, I said to myself, "That's why Roman Reigns has been champion for twelve hundred fifty-four days." Yeah. And I think, and I think, here's my idea with that, right? I think that WWE has this idea of wanting to make Seth's title feel more important. And I think the idea was, I think the idea is that they want Roman to dunk on the belt so that when Cody picks it, it makes that belt feel more important because that's what Cody is going after, right? I think that's what's happening is this idea of Cody is going after that belt because that matters more, but that's also not the case because Cody said that he's going after Roman and doing all this stuff. So actually take that all of it all out because that's not what's happening. What's happening is that Cody is facing Roman at a different date. That isn't WrestleMania. Uh, so then it's all about where do we go from there? Um, I don't know, man, the, the whole thing is kind of dumb and I, it's still a little too early to really discuss full fully at length about the whole idea, but it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous for sure. Um, do we want to talk at all about the rock in that creative process that you sort of talked about? That sort of 
Uh, he's implementing his own writer. Uh, Brian Gerwitz is coming back, of yes. all people. So one source confirmed to PW Insider. tweeted about it today. Oh, he did. Quote, that former senior vice president of development uh, at Johnson Seven Bucks Productions Company, Brian Gwitz, Gwitz, Gerwitz, will be in the mix as the voice representing Johnson in the WWE creative process going forward. There are some who believe Gerwitz will, who at one point was one of the longest tenured WB head writers, way around physically at least for major shows going forward, could even be, even be there as plan B if Endeavor ever needs to pivot to WWE's direction and go with Johnson back creative team down the line. Uh, Brian, obviously, he was a head writer for WWE for many years, 1999 till I think it was 2015. So he's been around for a very long time in a era of WWE that I would not describe as the most creative 1999 2015 i don't think that was the most not 2015 2005 okay good well even then i don't think that's the most creative time period that's sort of the wcw invasion as well is happening there and um but uh it's certainly something uh it's certainly no you might be right sorry i think it was 2015 i think it was 2015 i did not know he lasted that long i feel like i've heard about his name and not being employed for the longest time yeah but yeah you might be right yeah it's it's not the most interesting it's like you know tail end of the attitude era going into wcw invasion going into the pg era you know not the best time uh for the wwe i would say book slowly losing ww uh, television viewers (laughs) year by year um yes he was there for the fall of ecw says jeff bugenhagen yet the the fall of ecw and bring in ecw television uh under wwe ecw um so he obviously is a guy that he i think he's been very outspoken about uh anti-pg era so maybe that's something with the rock on the board but you know that's up to these companies and i don't think they're going to be able to i don't think they'll be able to sell uh changing it to not pg at the moment um so I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, how do I feel about that? I, I, do I think it's a coup? I don't really know. Uh, I don't think, I, I think Brian Gerwitz is going to be the most the rock is involved. If the rock had to get more involved with WWE, he would have to give up acting. I don't think he's giving up acting. Um, I think this is just the most he's going to be involved, even with Vince and triple H and all these guys clean house or whatever. I don't think he's going to be like the new Triple H. I don't think he's booking it. I think Brian is probably going to be the next big time booker. Probably, um, I I don't think The Rock's getting having that big of a hand here. Um, but it's interesting at the very least. Do you have any thoughts on uh, The Rock getting a voice in the room? Let it play out. It's also interesting that he's getting a voice in the room on the build on the on the road to WrestleMania for his main event title match. Of course. He's yeah. It, it's like Brock having Heyman. Yeah. Right. For the longest time, like Heyman would be his essential writer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at it for now. Uh, when the rock doesn't want anything to do with the actual wrestling part of this in, you know, three months. Yeah. Um, we'll see what it's like. I fully agree with that. All right. We got a bunch of, it feels like it's better on the loop. I got to say, it's way better on the loop. When it's just the one oh, guy, it's not as good. Well, sorry. If only, 
If, that's a pilot. No worries. No worries. Uh, we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. Some reviews and previews. I want to... things that I really want to talk about. Let's talk about AEW Dynamite. They have a jam-packed show out of nowhere this upcoming Wednesday, Phoenix, Arizona. We don't really talk about AEW that often, but we're definitely talking about it here because there's a lot of stuff on this card and a lot of interesting stuff circling this card um, that it, it intrigues us to no end. We have on. Do this you card... want to think of a name for this show? Since they don't have a special name for it. Oh no! Je- Here's a great question. Jeff Bugenhagen, and all, in all, not all caps, but in all uh, honesty, Stardom. That's not a question. That's not a question. But do we switch to Stardom via what our fans want, our listeners want to listen to? That's fine. <laughs> Let's we talk about Stardom. Let's talk about Stardom. Let's talk about Stardom. Let's be kind to our. Let's talk about Stardom a lot this week, so That's yeah, fine. We'll, get, we'll get started there. We go. So there you go, Jeff. Happy about that because of, because of that, Jeff. You got to join the Patreon. That's what we got to do. Patreon.com for slash cat on pod. That's that, all right. <laughs> stardom 13th anniversary supreme See, the, the pitch was you should listen to stardom road that was the pitch you, oh, it was part of your network that's, that's and your you didn't pitch. do it <laughs> that's your pitch my pitch is to move people it's to your that. network you could have done it too yeah that's also fair God. stardom 13th anniversary supreme fight obviously happened this morning uh in osaka Fire. japan 1377 in attendance for this show um uh, I thought this was a very good show. Um, some, uh, I would say at least one great match that I really enjoyed. Uh, actually, no, two great matches. I think went four on at least two of these matches. Um, what did you think about the show overall, Scotty? Uh, I thought it was a great show. Felt like where Stardom was at the end of 20. 20- yeah! Yeah, Jeff! Th- thank you! Thank you! Um, it felt like where it was in 2022 and 2021 in terms of like the makeup of the show, the importance of matches on the show, the performances on the show and like actual matches that were built up for this show and the, and them delivering and shouldn't be a surprise when they had the time to make these matches matter. The biggest problem last year, besides injuries and, all the other nonsense that came with it. The biggest problem last year was that it just never felt like any match had a full-on story behind it. Everything felt built for this. Everything, yeah, I, you know, not everything hit to the highest of notes, but it didn't need to because you had a lot of good to great matches. And ultimately, at the end of the night, like I was very happy with what happened. And that's really all I'm looking for. At this stage, like when I watch these other wrestling companies, obviously Stardom's the top company I cover, but when I'm watching like these other shows and other companies, like that's what I'm looking for. That's why I watch wrestling. I'm looking to leave a show satisfied and like happy with what happened. And yeah. this had that up and down the card. So uh, this is great. Yeah, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, this was a, a Stardom show that I feel like it was like the first show in a while where it was like, I was invested going in and coming out of it. Yeah. I was like, that was good. I enjoyed that. I, I, I followed what was happening and everything. Uh, a lot of the shows last year were just like things that happened. It felt right. Like. You could easily not have any clue how we got there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like previewing last year. I remember because I would do full on previews be like, Oh, this is a really cool match. And like, if you look back at their history from like four years ago, it makes sense. Right. It's like stuff like that. It's not, none of it was recent. And yeah, that was a big problem. Plus, 
the injuries at the end of last yeah, year. Yeah, plus it felt like a lot of the previous were just like, well, we're having this match because a bunch of people are injured. <laughs> That's why this match is happening. Um, right. Well, let's talk about the show. We'll start off um, with... Uh, let's start off at the top of the show. The World of Stardom title match, uh, your main event, Micah defeats Sayaka Matani in 21 minutes and 36 seconds. What do you think about the match, your main event, Scotty? Oh, I thought Micah needed to get a strong first defense under her belt, and I think that's what she did. Uh, so this show, this I'm not saying this show suffered, because it did not suffer. It was a very good show. Uh, but Everyone had to catch up to what happened earlier in the night, in my opinion, which was the high speed title match. And I think that's like, yeah, that's not anyone's fault, <laughs> right? Like these two had a great main event title match. They had a great main event title match. Saya and Micah, I think they have such great chemistry. I think they absolutely delivered, but everyone's going to be talking about the high speed title match and yeah. it rightfully so. Um, but this was the defense that I thought Micah needed, and I think she got exactly what she needed. Now we're now it's off, right? Now, like winning the title is one thing, having a reign to remember is another. We saw that with Julie, we saw that with Tam. They didn't have reigns to remember. Micah's already off to a better start. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're fully right that this was just a solid first defense. There was nothing I truly walked away from that I was like that ruled or that was awesome. Because I think you're right, it was also I would say the shadow of the high speed title match, but also I think a little bit of the shadow of the eight man uh, that I thought was yeah. really great. Um, it, it, this was a sort of a weird spot that it got put into, but it didn't matter because all it had to be was just a solid defense for Micah. This is Micah's first chance of really proving herself as a world champion uh, in this company. Uh, I think she had a solid defense. I think she had a great match. Uh, I thought Saikamatani did really well too. Um, Sai Kamatani, I don't think is at the level of where she was for me, uh, two years ago, I guess, at this point, right? Two about two years ago, I guess, at this point, because I'm not really going to count last year at all. Um, but I, you know, she's still there. Uh, I think right now she's slotted as a really good, she can be a really good challenger for the world title. I think she did uh, a great job here. My, my, uh, this will be an interesting experience for me from here on out because. I don't know if it's Saya. I think it's Micah's style that they're wrestling now. When Saya was champion, they're wrestling her match style. And this That's is a fair. big stardom thing. Now they wrestle they wrestle the champion's match style. And I think that'll be a big thing for me moving forward. Is uh -huh. what is Micah's because for Micah, it's a lot of like the epic. Yep. And I think Saya's matches were far more than just an epic. Like they were going, 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 going. Yeah. And it'll be Micah will benefit more from the wrestlers that also wrestle epic so when she fights the shuris and the Utami. utamis right like that's where i think she'll have her best matches yeah um i fully agree but i mean the second half of this match is great and this it's it's the saya and micah that i love so yeah i think that's kind of the way i'm looking at micah's reign from here on out it's like this is she has a very puro style mm -hmm. defense system and it's it's a matter of who clicks the most in that because Joshi's very different from that that's not not everyone wrestles that style not which makes do. sense based on where she was where she trained right and i and, and i think some wrestlers are better at that than others it's not my favorite style obviously that's why i watch joshi mm -hmm. more than well that's why i watch stardom not all joshi but i digress um 
but yeah, it was very good and it's a good start. And she's probably facing Tam next because it makes too much sense not to do next. Uh, she's back. I agree. Um, yeah, they didn't do a post match angle, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Micah called out Tam, but they never like ma- made anything official per yeah. se. Like they just faced off, and I was like, all right, we'll see. Because they only have the Cinderella final uh, prior to the Boontai show. So we'll see. Yeah, that's not till March. So obviously we see what that is. I mean, do you hold off? I don't know what they're going to do for the Philly show, but do you do like a sort of world? I don't think they even do a title defense there. I, you, you don't think they're going to do at least like I, I could see a high speed title, maybe. You know, so I could see that. I don't think they defend either of the top two titles, though, because Stardom's, Stardom's a lot bigger than they were last time they came to America, and they just they know them showing up is enough. Yeah, it's also in the 2300 arena, so it's not like it's going to be. Yeah, uh... yeah. I personally, <laughs> I wouldn't do a world title match there, like, and you have to keep those shows short because there's so many. Right, so it's like you can't be doing big title matches there. I could see maybe an IWGP or the Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of the Stardom titles needs to happen. Like I could see the tag titles main event maybe, or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Jeff has, Jeff says Tam is February twenty fourth. I think I don't even know what February twenty fourth is off the top of my head. Is that this? I don't. They don't have a pay per view until next month. I'll let you it's confirm that. Cinderella. I'll let you confirm. Twenty fourth is in no, it's definitely not twenty fourth. Uh, they're in the middle of. I'm not gonna say nowhere, but not a. They're not even at Corkin for that. And they're not doing a world title match at a non pay per view level. So non pay per view. Uh, my guess would be the um, March twentieth, which is the Cinderella finals. Mm-hmm. That that seems plausible. Um, some main event wonder of Stardom title match: Sayori Anu defeats Starlight Kid. Uh, obviously, Starlight Kid trying to channel um, the fallen loss in Japan, Okada, by channeling his long boys here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she loses in 17 minutes and 42 seconds. Um, didn't get a uh, a suplex counter going for this match, but by God, uh, should there have been for sure, because there was suplexes abound in this uh, title match. Yeah, there was a lot. Um these so I think Sayori No is great. I love her. She's great in tags. She's great. She's really good in the GP. But she hasn't found her formula, in my opinion, for the title matches yet. Because the two Mirai matches did not click with me like I wanted. I like this a little bit more because I thought like one, it was faster paced, and yep. two, it was just more interesting. But there's still like there's still a disconnect for me for them to reach like a higher level. Um, and yeah. I think we're still looking for that. And I think she's going to benefit from like starlight kids coming into this match, ice cold, ice cold, freezing cold, terrible. 2023 me and me and Trent got hurt it about where we ranked her on the tier list. Heard it. Uh, <laughs> let's just say she was not very high. Um, <laughs> so like, ultimately this is probably the best this match could have been in the current stage of where they are. You, 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 uh, you would you go like five six months down the line, Starlight Kids like fired back up, and Sayori has a more mm-hmm. um, a longer reign and more. I don't think Sayori has the title that long, but you have a more figured out reign. Then maybe it's different. But uh, 
it's it's kind of wait and see um for me at least in terms of where Sayori goes because this this was it was it wasn't it wasn't bad it definitely no. wasn't bad and I thought the close again was really great like the closer was great I yeah I was, like the, was really this well. was very exciting it's just like we're there's something missing I think and it could between, easily just been like, like Starlight Kid having some ring rest I'm not gonna that's wait. very true that's very true because I did I did like the pacing uh-huh. it's just like it if this is not supporting Sayori I think we're having a bigger conversation. Yeah, I think like Starlight Kid is a good way to like ramp up into Natsupoi because Natsupoi obviously is going to have, uh, I think, a similar pacing to a Starlight Kid, uh, but is obviously going to be, I think, by the by time that match happens, I think Natsupoi is going to be uh, no not having any sort of ring rust. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, so I, I enjoyed. Uh, I, I yeah, I agree with you that I'm like. Siri Anu for me is like missing a gear. Uh, yeah. And it's not like she can go in, she can go into a higher gear, but there's an even higher gear that she's not going into that I'm missing that I would love to see. Maybe, and I don't necessarily know what it is because she's been wrestling for years. So it's not like, surely she has something, but I don't know. She what has it. that higher gear and like tag title matches and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. do it in singles. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. I don't need a hot tag to do it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like the match with Julia she had in the five star was great. That's what I want to see from her. I agree. Um, <clears throat> uh, from here, hear you in the comment section. I hope Natsupoi makes it back by Cinderella. I want her to oh win. God, me that too. would make perfectly set her up into a uh, <laughs> Wonder of Stardom title match. Natsupoi should be winning the Wonder of Stardom title match at the Yokohama show. Period. End of story. Like that is what I'm doing. I I said this to someone. I didn't, I didn't tweet this out because I don't I, I don't have a death wish. Um, this this title needs a champion like a Natsupoi desperately because the last match that I loved for the Wonder was probably when Mina had it, and that's almost a year ago now. So. Um, I think Natsupoi is the champion to really carry this forward. Um, obviously, Hazuki would be an option, but I just know that they're not going with her. So, Because the natural story is Natsupoi next. So go with the natural story. Don't, don't you're need telling, to You're telling Rossi to finish the story? Yes. Bye. Agreed. Um, uh, was there? I'm trying to recall also, was there a post-match angle to this? Um, I think it was just sort of uh, Tam. Was nothing. It was like Tam went out, and then they sort of pointed. I yeah, think it's just Tam all the time. She doesn't go away. <laughs> weird, weird energy that you got this Tam, Tam right now, Scotty. Some people call me a Tam hater. These hey, days, longtime listeners of the show know my opinion on Tam, where it's like Tam can be really good, but sometimes I feel like Tam doesn't quite. I'll say it. I think I think sometimes Tam pulls a canoe, and we'll get to that review in a moment. Uh, <laughs> oh, that match was so. <laughs> uh, eight man tag team match: Maya Utani Nanai Takahashi Azume and Utami Hayashida hmm. defeat Julia Suzu Suzuki, Mariah, and Shuri. I thought this match was great. Uh, yeah. I thought this was nonstop action for twenty all-star minutes tags, straight, baby. Yeah, this is all star. This is all star tags. This ruled nonstop yeah. action, literally for twenty minutes. Uh, I greatly enjoyed it. 
Um, what do you, what do you think about the same man tag? Uh, second best match on the show. It yeah, was easily. It was, easily. it was the best of the best wrestling in one match. I mean, it was not going to be bad, right? It was, it was like they have a level to reach and they were going to, they were going to reach it in their sleep. Essentially. That's kind of how I felt about it. Um, it, it was so great. It's, it's what like all-star tags have been really emphasized in wrestling lately and they just rule man like they are just the best it's because it's like not not a, it doesn't matter too much who wins or loses it's just all about the action and and what they're delivering and that's exactly what we saw in this match you get to see crazy teams team up and yeah this rocked loved it loved it i'm just gonna do a slight interjection here right now uh tony khan has just announced for collision this saturday AEW international title match, Orange Cassidy versus Tomohiro Ishii. <laughs> you had the same exact reaction I had of like, huh? Excuse me? Whoa, 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 what? Uh, uh, yeah, that that's, is, that's a official. choice. That's an interesting one right there. That is an interesting one right there. Uh, I don't necessarily know how I feel. That, that I'm shocked by that, honestly. Um, it should be good. I don't think any reason why it won't be good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, all-star tag team match. Uh, I thought this match ruled. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I watched this match and the match prior to it, and I sort of reflected on the idea of Julia leaving. And I was like, between Suzu Suzuki, everyone else in this tag team match who is obviously still gonna be in the company, I hope. Uh uh, and especially, you know, Suzu Suzuki and May Sarah, um, I sort of walked away of like, Stardom's fine. They're, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> losing something in Julia, obviously, and that's a big thing to lose. Mm-hmm. But they're fine. Yeah. Like, if I if I didn't have that kind of high speed title match right before this match, I would maybe be more concerned. But I literally looked at this and was like, Yeah, we're fine. fine. We're okay. Uh-huh. We're okay. I saw someone tweet, can we have Ishii versus Roddy at Revolution <laughs> instead? <laughs> I, I, couldn't would agree more. I, would I couldn't agree more. Oh man, that's a good one. They should have that's yeah, they should have just Ishii and Roderick, but that's fine. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Um there was also, I believe it was around this moment as well that uh Tekla sort of returned as well. Yeah, um, she was gone a whole month. They didn't gone give a whole me a chance month. to miss her recovering from injury um yeah. back in the company seeming seemingly where do you think tecla fits in all this if she fits anywhere uh, uh i don't really know um because i don't think there's i don't see her staying post julia i just have a tough time like seeing her fit without her because that's mm-hmm. why she, like to me that's why she's here and like she made it clear she wanted the strong title which, yep. by the way, everyone made clear they want that damn belt. Yes, it was. Who do, um, who do we got? It's Tekla, Atsukatora, and the Nai on Nanai. this show, and then I we believe, have, of course, the care waiting. The Nai's putting her hair on the line. I heard. Yeah, she said she would. I was like, I, I don't think they're going to do a hair match, but sure. That's you know, it's funny. That's the match that interests me the most mm-hmm. <laughs> because the Nai's like. I know a lot of people don't like the Nai, but Nai's brutal. So, um, in a good way. Uh, I could but, really compliment Julia and how she wrestled. Yeah, I mean, they have two months to fit in four title matches. <laughs> I yeah, I think one of those is definitely going to happen. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I was going to say happen in Philly, but 
She's not staying that long until she's not going to be here. She's not oh, going to be on Windy City. She's not going to be here. Oh yeah, in Windy I could City. See, I could see them do like a fatal four way or something, and it goes oh, yeah. from Julia to Tekla to Vacare, or something like that. That's plausible. Plausible. You know, tech, te- I'm thinking Tekla because Tekla obviously like. I think they're sort of. I think stuff. they are. I think they are sort of slotting Tekla maybe as sort of a Julia replacement. Wow, that sucks. Hey, as a Tekla fan, I'm into it, so I don't care. <laughs> but, but you know, uh, I think maybe that's the idea. Julia replacement. Well, we because we talked about when Julia's contract was running up of like this idea of like Julia. What they're ultimately losing in Julia is like the I think probably the biggest American star, other than like Mayu. I would right. probably say. Um, so who can be that for stardom? Mm-hmm. I know they kind of push Mina Shirakawa into that role, kind of you know Mina Shirakawa's on New Japan show, baby. That's true. Um, so maybe that's the idea. Maybe it's Mina Shirakawa, yeah. but if they want to get someone else, maybe yeah. Tekla. Tekla kind of has I, can do that. She can speak English, obviously. I um, will be running with the joke, by the way, that they needed stardom to save a David Finley main evented show. Just letting you know. <laughs> oh, David Finley. Um, let's talk about the high speed title match. Mesara defeats. Oh, sorry, not defeats. Uh, time limit draw against Suzuki. This match ruled. This yeah. match, I saw you tweet out, bring back the prestige of the high speed title. Uh, yeah. This was awesome. I needed yeah. to see this. There, and, there, and it's not just needed to see this. I love Tazuki. I thought Hazuki had a great late year last year that was sort of weirdly underrated. Suzuki rocks. Um, Mesara also rules and also has so Correct. much stuff, like so, so, so much polish to figure out. There were yeah. spots where, like, I think it was like, she, she does a lot. Like, she did like a flip or something over Hazuki, yeah. and I was like, and she didn't land on her feet. But I was like, ooh, the moment she lands on her feet, it's gonna rule. Um, yeah, yeah. She, um... Everything about this match ruled. Obviously, a time limit draw. Sometimes you're like, ah, dang it. Uh, but I think it, it worked really well here. And I think it left something open for down the line. She, she's one of those wrestlers that's like May Sarah. That is, she's one of those wrestlers that can do a lot of things and she's just going to keep throwing them out there to see what works. Yeah. And as time goes on, she's just going to get better and better at doing those things. Yeah. And that's what you saw in this match. Like she, her, her big thing has been figuring out her speed because she is so fast. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the Tekla defense, if you watch the other defense that she had, she was too fast for them. Yeah, Hazuki is advanced in that. Obviously, she's a former high speed wrestler, but Sarah's also learning how to control that speed more. And you're seeing it here, but and Hazuki I mean, they were... was a great person to do that against. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the ultimate. Okay, let's see who May Sarah truly is, and it's obviously an a fantastic pro wrestler who is only going to get better and better and better as time goes on. Yeah. Um, you, everyone has to remember she hasn't even been back a year yet still like she's still uh she's still figuring things out it's kind of insane because ultimately if you look at her moves they're very simple mm-hmm. she does a great drop kick she does 
a blockbuster, which is crazy. Like she yep. just leaps on the ropes and does that. But like nothing is super out of left field. Like she's not doing four fifties and stuff like that. Everything is pretty, right. Everything's pretty simple, but she makes it look so good and she's so explosive that this match was just so good. Like when this match was over, I was like, there's nothing that's stopping this. It, it's not anyone's fault. It's just these two killed it. I saw Maysair have the best sell on a code breaker ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. When Hazuki killed her off the top row. I was like, this is what high speed is all about. This is the match you show someone to get into Joshi. Yep. Uh, I said that I, back when Azami and Starlight Kid had that match. Yep. Uh, two years two ago, years three years ago. ago. Yeah, I think it's two now. And I'm saying it again. This is what you show them. Yep. I really enjoy Hazuki. You know this. Speed and intensity. Oh, that's Hazuki's game. Hazuki's got it in spades, baby. Oh my that god, that is I love her game. Yeah, this uh, fifteen minutes of nonstop, just insanity. I thought this was I, so good. I firmly believe that Hazuki would probably recognize as maybe the best in the world if she got a full year title reign. I like if she had a that. full year, because every title match she has. Like singles title match she has is in contention for start of match of the year. Mm-hmm. Every time she does, doesn't happen a lot, but when she does it, it's two years in a row now. Lock I, done. I think Hazuki has like a weird sort of like for New Japan, the sort of like Tomohiro Ishii energy where it's like you just slot her into a title match and it'll kick ass or slot right. her into yeah, something. It's, it's the like, role of mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. she should win the title. Yeah, just like Ishii. Probably will never win the title. Uh, yeah, which is maybe, maybe she'll win, you know, Wonder or something. I would love to see her do a Wonder. Oh, I'm putting her. Run. I'm putting her against Ano as soon as possible. Hmm. Hmm. I think that's something that Sayori Anu would need. That would get her to that next mm-hmm. pace in her singles matches. That's mm-hmm. just it, it's so the good. way. Like it I said. Like I said, you know, seeing this match and then seeing Julia come out, I was really just like, I think it was actually May, and then they did uh, as she walked away. It was Suzuki, Suzu Suzuki was the first one out. I saw two of them back to back, and I was like, oh yeah, we're fine. Spartans, <laughs> <laughs> all right. As good signings a company had last year. Mm-hmm. Like I know, I know AEW signs everyone under the sun, so it's like whatever. But in terms of like building for the future, there's not much better than those two. I it's agree. like. We're we're balling. I'm seeing people in the chat discuss uh, May having a title defense, possibly at Philly. Be sort of talked about it as well. Um, who would you think would be a good title defense in Philly for the high speed title? High speed titles, a couple of good options. So high speed title is really tough because like there's not tons of options that are going to get to the highest level of possibility. Um, and Hazuki already happened, and May has already said she wants to get better and challenge Hazuki again. Which, please, Nathan, um, what, about, what about that at the Philly show? Why not? I did, Why not? I think it's probably too soon for them, but they should. I mean, I would put a high speed title match on that show, yeah, because again, that is maybe? that is one thing stardom offers that no other company does, yeah, in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, Azumi obviously jumps off the page as well, though I'm convinced they're probably saving that for Yokohama. So 
makes sense. It's a tough month to have this American show. It's a tough <laughs> month. Yeah. But yeah. uh uh I I running back Hazuki would never be a bad thing. What about Starlight Kid as a uh, there's a possibility. She's very popular, obviously, so that could uh, obviously help too. Um, she said she doesn't have interest in the high speed anymore, but you know what? Azumi and, and people say that, and then they get put in the matches, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, you can do one match in a Philly show and yeah. sort of a not kind of non canonical uh, right. show. Because so. Mace would win, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, yeah. do you want Starlight Kid to lose? Um, I don't care. Yeah, I want Mace Fair to win. That's what I care about. <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, we also have the undercard here, tag team title. Oh, no, sorry, not tag team title match. A tag team match, the returning Tam Nakano. Uh, Yuna, oh. Yuna Mizumori defeat uh, Nina Shikara and Waka Tsukiyama. I thought it was totally fine. I didn't get any big... I'll show tag. Yeah, I didn't get any big things from that. <laughs> uh, it was to say, Tam's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oedo Tai defeats Queen Quest. Momo Watanabe and Atsukatora defeat Lady C and Miyu Amasaki. I think that's just I'll another another house show tag on the way to a tag title uh, challenge. Um, and then the future of starting title match, Rina defeats Yuzuki. I thought this match was really good. Uh, I thought it was yeah. really, really good. I don't really know. You know, when I think of future of starting title, I think of like, who's the belt holder. And I'm like, I don't really know where Rina goes from here. Like, I don't really know where what Rena's role as the, in the future of stardom is, but when I see this, I when I think of future of stardom, I do think of Yuzuki. Uh, I think that's the future of stardom, like everybody else does. But I was trying to think about like Rena, and I was like, I don't really know how Rena fits. She'll be better. the top heel eventually. You think that's her role? One of the, I mean, they don't utilize heels like other companies do, so she could easily fill in for the Oedo tie role down the line uh yuzuki has 31 matches in her career that's all i'm gonna say for this review it's really good 31 i I don't think i actually seen any of the previous matches i think this actually was my first yuzuki match uh good good pretty good good Good, pretty good Good. keeper that's a keeper (laughs) good good (laughs) yeah that's uh i'm excited that's how we're reviewing for now on good um I yeah, I'm excited for Stardom. Oh, we got to talk about Noah now, don't we? Well, we'll talk about AEW first. Well, there's uh, only two Noah matches, aren't there? Uh, I yeah, you and I only watched the top two. I don't watch anything else. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was gonna watch. You think I watch Daga? I, well, I was gonna watch Daga, but then I the Lion it. King. The Lion King. That's his what? nickname. Oh God, awful, <laughs> awful. Um. Yeah, uh, what is Stardom's next show? It is just the do the I see like um, a bunch of other shows, but her the next big thing yeah. is the Cinderella tour, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have cor- they have corkers and stuff, but yeah, that's the next that's the next big one. Well, then uh, let's let's just stick with Noah then. Let's just do that real quickly because uh, it's not going to be a lot of time, uh, and then we'll go back to AEW Dynamite. Oh uh, no, we're going to go over time again to preview shows. Wow, I'm shocked. We'll Over go that time, far. We're, we're an hour, hour 40. We, we have what? AEW New Japan left after this? That's not bad. Yeah, exactly. We'll be fine. Uh, Noah, crossover in Sendai also happened this morning. Uh, 1,100 people in attendance in Sendai Sun Plaza. So a little bit less than stardom, but no big diggy. Um, that's what the kids say. Um, you and I only watched the top two. Um, everything else on the show, I was going to watch the Daga match, but I didn't get a chance to see it. But in Cage match, it has... Two votes for seven, so uh, I guess it's pretty good. 
um i guess but uh everything else didn't really excite me too much but you and i definitely watched the two top matches uh one uh because the tag team title match had jack morris in it uh, defending against alpha wolf and dragon Bane, and you and i are into that and then we got the shocking main event that we'll talk about first the ghc heavyweight title match you and i both very excited about it because we both love el hijo dr wagner jr but he ended up getting the win over cano and El Hijo del Dr. Wagner Jr. is your new GHC heavyweight champion. Yeah, he sure is. He sure is. I am shocked by that result. I'm into it. I, you know, I messaged... I'm into it, but I'm shocked by that result. So I, I'm awake at whatever time. I'm watching Stardom. I'll look at the timeline. Then I'm like, all right, I'll look at the timeline for a second. And I just see him holding up the belt. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I just messaged you in in our. Is that that what that message was regarding? Yeah. I just went, yeah. Because I was like, holy shit. Him winning was never even slightly crossed my mind. No. (laughs) No. I never thought that was going to happen. I mean, I thought. you and I hoped about that after losing the national title of like, yeah, but I was you know, like, that would be a cool spot for him to do. You know, he he did really well in the national title scene, so why not? Hey, look at him; he's champion now. <laughs> I have no problem with it, really. I mean, I think Cano should have like one more defense or something because he's yeah, he was like we... really about restoring Noah and doing all this, and now he loses again. Yes, this is his um, third defense. He defended against Manabu Soya, obviously the New Year show, against Go Shiyazaki, and then now losing to Dr. Wagner Jr. Jr. That's so funny. Um, well, yeah, I think the bigger story here is Kano. Because you're right. Kano went into this match talking about like, yeah, I'm going to defend Noah, create more of a challenge, and Noah be a better champion. That's maybe the reason why Okada left, because we weren't much of a challenge. And then he goes into this match I thought this man, Cano, I typically like Cano, but I thought this guy sort of just hand-waved the match, not interested in possibly doing a job here, and ended up losing to Dr. Wagner Jr. Jr. and just in a not interesting fashion from Cano. Absolute coast job. Yeah. Yeah. It was disappointing, to say the least. So, like, I thought the match ultimately was, like, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Like, it got to, like, the 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 average. Congratulations of a world title match. Um, but the what finishing, I... Ex- the finishing stretch got there a little bit. Yeah, but, like, what I expect from these two... Yeah. Oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, like, penciling, like, a four going into this match with my expectations of him winning a two. I was like, oh, here we go. And I'm watching. I'm just like, yeah. Can this, can this end? Mm-hmm. And I want, I want people to know in mind, before we talk about it, I watched this match first on the card. I did not watch the tag match and then go into the main event. Oh, thank God you did that. I did it the other way around. <laughs> so I, I even walked away and being like, well, that wasn't that, that exciting. <laughs> that was kind of dull. Uh, I think the best adjective I can say. Um, yeah. For yeah. a world title match with these two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this should have been way more, and it wasn't. And I don't know. Well, why, I don't, what do you think that is? Do you think that's just Cano not wanting to do the job? Do you think that is just like, 
I don't know. Do you think back office is upset about him being like, I want to do better. I, want, I think I'm the reason or whatever. I don't know what it is. The fact that he loses here to wrestlers. What's that? There could just be a disconnect between the two wrestlers. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, certainly like, could be. Not everyone. Has I, I, no, I take that back. I don't think it could be. Cano's effort was not there. And that's I don't true. think that's a disconnect. I think Cano is just not interested in this. That's match. true. This is probably the least effort I've ever seen from him. Yeah. This was, this was bad. This is, it bad. was really upsetting. Mm-hmm. But Wagner's won. So, like, I wasn't that upset. Now, Dr. Wagner Jr. Jr. won. Do you know who, do you know who the first challenge is? Oh, what a jump scare that graphic was. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, oh man, they want him to fail too. That's crazy. Scotty, I saw that graphic and you want to yeah. know my reaction? This is my immediate. I'm scrolling. I see the graphic. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I, I saw I'm going to make a bet with you right now. I'm going to make a bet with you right now. Okay. That match will be better than this one. Oh. Oof. I, I, and you know how I feel about Jake Lee. I think a side, <laughs> a side bet, that match is also longer than this one. <laughs> it's going to be 35 minutes, and it's going to be at least uh, a half a star better. Wait, wait, here we go. That's all I need. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's going to be Jake I? Lee. Two Jake Lee haters. Look at me. I'm in the corner like Jake Lee. <laughs> God, Jake Lee. You know what's funny about Jake Lee? He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, ask that question again. I got. A, I have an alt. Joke. You know, you know, I don't even remember what I said. You just said what's, what's funny, funny about, Jake? about Jake Lee. You know what's funny, funny about Jake Lee? His attire. That's also true. Yeah, I got another. Um, no. alt, I have another alt joke. You know what's funny about Jake Lee? His Cody Rhodes esque tattoo. Oh, that was a good one. All right. Um, all right. That's. I'm all alt jokes. Go ahead. Uh he has like moves that mm-hmm. should make him entertaining. <laughs> right? Like he does suplexes, he does big boots, and like he does all these good things and he just sucks. Yeah. He's, a <laughs> He's just vacuum. like you and me talking about it when he was world champion. We do not want to watch their shows. I mean, I was going to watch his matches because I hate myself, but we didn't want to watch their shows and talk about them on here. Yeah. We were so bothered by them. And I am now here saying that that match is going to be better than this one. And I feel pretty confident about it, too. Not because I think Jake Lee's good, but because I thought this match was so underwhelming Yeah, that I can't see it being worse unless Jake Lee does absolute snooze fest for 35 minutes. I'm hoping that they, they follow a Wagner Jr. main event style because mm-hmm. then we that. could get there, you know? But uh, I'm happy for Edio de Dr. Wagner Jr., he do deserves think, this. Do you think with uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. Jr. getting a, a world, <laughs> getting the world title, we'll get Psycho Clown back in Noah? <laughs> no. I'm into it. I'm into Hey, I would be no. into it. That that was a great little feud right there. They should do Kaito and Wagner at their big, big show, whatever it's called. Cyber fight show? Aren't they? No, that's gone. Uh, I think they're doing Rigoku. They should probably do it there. Maybe. Oh, that would be good. It's an interesting idea. I mean, Cano was falling a little behind in attendance, so maybe maybe the idea is go with Dr. Wagner Jr. Jr. to raise things up. I don't know. Maybe predicting what Noah's thinking is not easy. 
<laughs> nothing they, like they're a company that doesn't make any, listen their final two big matches featured one japanese town one that is true that is true final three matches who the hell did daga defend against uh hajime ohara oh god oh oh god He's Japanese though, so He's out, of, terrible. out of the top, out of the, all the title matches, yeah. there's only two Japanese talents. Yeah, that's tough. It's uh out of eight people. Out of yeah, uh, yeah, out of eight people. That's rough, buddy. Uh, but let's talk about uh the GAC tag team title match. Uh, Anthony Green, Jack Morris defending against Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane. Scotty, I don't know what your opinion is on this match. Uh, and I don't know if there's a hot take or anything, but I thought this match fucking ruled. Why would that be a hot take? Here's my hot take. This was my match of the weekend. All right, that's a hot take. That's, that's a hot take. <laughs> okay. I went four and a half on this. I thought this match was so good. This was easily the best Anthony Green match I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane were on something. Jack Morris ruled. The dual shooting stars ruled. Uh, the whole closing, the, the strikes, the 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 uh, clotheslines, the whole closing sequence ruled. There was a point where I'm just sitting here watching this match. I'm like, this is awesome. This is so good. <laughs> I'm loving what I'm seeing. This is what I wanted to see in this sort of tag team encounter. This, it, unlike the world title match on this goddamn show, this tag team title match, I circled and was like, this match was it for me. This is what I wanted. This ruled. I love this match so much. I can't talk about it more other than it, it. Please go out of your way. This match was so good. Jack Morris was very good. And Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bay were just, there's something else, dude. They are something else in this company. They are so good. They are so cohesive. They are so fluid. They're, uh, who is it? I don't know. Alpha Wolves, Dragon Banes. I don't know which one's which. I think it's Dragon Banes. His strikes kick ass so much and yeah and like i said anthony green the best work i've ever seen him do in his career why are you only saying anthony green based off your ratings everyone oh everyone did great too it's just i'm (laughs) shocked at how great anthony green was here because this guy has been kicking around for 20 since 2012 and this is easily the best match i've ever seen him have it's easily the best match i've seen any of them well Jack Morris had an Alpha Wolf Rock. No, Jack yeah, they Morris rule, and Jack Morris matches. had a couple great matches. He did not match this good. Maybe the Wagner one, the first. I was going to say he had the yeah. Wagner one last year. That that was uh, really that was good. great. But either way, well, I'm not as high on it as you. I should have went first because now I feel like I'm going to talk it down. I'm not going to no, talk no, it down. No. Uh, that was great. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I watched it first, and it gave me. It had me so hyped for going into the main event. I was like, "Yeah, right. yeah, Lucha takes over." No, I was really upset that they lost, though, because like to me, this was completely them. Yes, a hundred percent. Like I, I thought it was Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane just putting on an absolute show, and the yeah. other two just kind of being the basis for that show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it's talk about it, they worked that Lucha style. And talk yeah. about again, speed and intensity. That's what I want in my wrestling. I got that from all four of these guys. They need to, and unfortunately, the result of this is that instead of like one of these two getting a big title match against Jack Morris, it's Anthony Green. 
Um, I know. I, the the result rough. of this is a dumb booking decision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this match was great. Uh, it, it it was so much better than I had my expectations. Like I thought it was gonna be good because yeah. I just love I love those two, but it definitely it definitely exceeded my expectations and uh same gave me hope until they lost i mean i mean this was technically the former junior champions right if i'm not mistaken yeah moving up the flagpole of the heavyweight titles i think this is sort of just proved that they're willing to stay in the, they should stay in this division and i think i think we're gonna get a second match of this easily down the line with alpha wolf and dragon being eventually winning i think they should just give them the uh Give them the world. I agree. I agree. I, I really like this match. I really I like this match. Um, Great I, match. I like this match so much that I DM Jack Morris and just be like, that match ruled, man. <laughs> you did a great you job. DM me and said, make sure you watch it. And I was like, I already <laughs> did, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. It's so I, have, I know my job for this show. I do it. I Fair used enough. to not do it, but I do it now. Now, yeah, now that Noah had an interesting uh, two matches to talk, new, newsworthy matches to talk about. Damn it, Kano, what happened to you? What happened to that dog? Yeah, he, uh, that dog is, uh, can I on. say it now? Because I've always been very, like, hesitant to say this because I know how much you liked him and how much everyone likes him. Kano? Yeah. Go for it. He has never been, like, my guy <laughs> i don't blame you i don't think i'm into kano but he's also never been i think truly my guy my guy has always been goshi Azaki, uh but since his return from injury i don't think he's as my as much my guy anymore Damn, but uh this bitch ain't loyal uh i'm starting to also become my my new guy being dr wagner jr jr that's my guy I'm left <laughs> so uh shout out nakajima killing it elsewhere um yeah no, I don't I mean, think I have a guy. I don't think I got a guy. I'm, I, you know, is probably my guy. I enjoy him very much. I'm mean, let's ju- just say it, Scotty. Your guy's Jake Lee. That's disgusting. Wait. <laughs> if this doesn't make people watch Ring Post Radio, I don't know it does. He left. He left. He left me. I don't even know what he's doing. Oh. <laughs> This is oh, Ring Post Radio Nights, folks. <laughs> this is what you're getting. Oh, oh my God. God. Um, let's talk about AEW Dynamite. We've been kicking it off. Yeah! Like- we said this an hour ago. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. More, more fitting. Sorry. Money. Yeah, a random-ass Phoenix, Arizona Dynamite gets um, uh, a lot, uh, a big-time show here tonight. Not entirely sure why it's getting a big time show here tonight uh, or on Wednesday, I should say. I don't know if it's like a political thing or like, no Super Bowl week, but like I don't know. You know this? The Super Bowl's on Sunday. The uh, sorry, you mean the big game? Um, yeah, the big game. But the card for Dynamite, and we don't really talk about Dynamite that much, but this is a good enough card to talk about. Uh, Tornado Tag Team Match Main Event: AEW World Tag Team Championships. Ricky Starks and Big Bill defending against Sting and Darby Allen. Chris Jericho versus Kanosuke Takeshita. Ugh. Uh, this continuation of a feud, it's story. I get it. Um, uh, Tony Storm versus Red Velvet, an eliminator Ugh. match. Tony Storm's gonna win that. Who cares? Uh, but th- 
CMLL trio yeah! is Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, a number one contenders match between Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> and of course, Tony Khan will make a big announcement. You really wanted to talk about it in this AEW Dynamite show, Scotty, so please have the floor. CMLL versus Blackpool Combat Club. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing. Nothing. I can't wait. I can't wait. CML oh should God. win that match, by the way, fully. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dorada pins someone. I don't care. I don't really care who pins anyone. Just don't let it be Baldor. Um, oh, like, it, it's incredible. It's, uh, it was unimaginable three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they had, like, the idea of a relationship in place, but we saw one match, right? Yeah. And we have to all thank Andrade for this. I think that's very important because Andrade going to CMLL and them making that deal really helped bring this all together. So shout out to Andrade El Idolo. Uh, hope hope he's enjoying his contract. With, with WWE Raw? With WWE Raw. Um, but this is incredible. Yeah. This is going to be fantastic. And Moxie's tease in Arena Mexico. I mean, my God, man. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about. This is for the love of the game. You know who should win this? Uh, maybe like Valdor Jr. Mas- Mascara Dorado, whoever. Probably Hedgesero. Pin Claudio, let's say, or pin. I don't think it's gonna be Moxley. I don't think it's Danson. Pin Claudio, and then we do a singles match on Collision. Ooh, ooh, ooh! There we go, baby. That's how you I, do it. I do have one complaint though. What's that? Where the fuck is Mystico? Yeah, Mystico not on the card here. Did, did you make- watch the Rampage match? Yes, I did. He's the greatest of all time. Here's <laughs> I hate to say Aldor Jr., Dorada going crazy pace, right, to start the match up. This is what CML is all about. All right, tag and Mystico. He just stops. <laughs> Gets the crowd into again. He needs to go. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. Uh, no, this match is going to be awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't wait for it. We are very spoiled. You didn't even say Hangman and Swerve. I did say Hangman and Swerve. We're going to get Hangman and Swerve. That's three. very important. Very important. This is uh, number one and number two in the rankings. Fun fact, the rankings are back. Would you like to hear my complaint about this show? You have a complaint about this show. Yeah, uh, they put too much on it. There's not enough time. That's a fair complaint. I don't blame you. I don't blame you for that complaint. Like Something's uh, going to get rushed. And I'm going to assume it's a tag title match. I'm guessing that's like sub 10 minutes, truthfully. That's probably sub 10 minutes. Uh, I mean, I, Tony Storm Red Velvet is probably like sub sub 10 easily, like six or seven. Tony Storm so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot. It's jam-packed. Swerve Hangman Adam page number three. This is really People good. People are thinking time limit draw, man. Really? Hmm. That's plausible. Like a like a TV. Like- <laughs> it's interesting if they do a TV time permitting time limit draw, but they can't they keep going over their their uh 10 o'clock time period. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they, I don't know if you could do that though. Um, it's hard, it's really hard. Who do you think? Yeah, so let's talk about that. Who do you think wins and faces Mojo at Revolution? Swerve is two up on Adam Page. Booking would suggest that Adam Page gets the win, but after the last promo, I don't really know if Swerve should lose. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, invoking everything, uh, you know, invoking the idea of being the historic first ever black heavyweight champion in AEW. 
He you should know, it, Kingston. That's the greatest thing of all time. Yeah, invoking that idea is like I don't know if he should lose. <laughs> They're in a really like weird situation because it feels like this match is supposed to be a three way, in my opinion. At the Revolution match, yeah, like that's where I've been this whole time, and maybe that's their way to beat Joe without pinning him. Um, you're assuming Joe's losing the title Revolution. I don't know. That's the problem. I don't know. Like originally, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. But Joe's doing so well. Like, yeah. why would I have Joe lose? But Swerve's so hot right now. Why would I have him lose? Hang- Hangman's the only person I don't see winning. Mm-hmm. Hangman rocks, obviously. He's been he's been great this year so far. Um, I mean, he's great whenever they give him a spotlight. It's not his fault that he's not great. It's, Fair. Uh, it's the guy that just got hurt's fault. Um, sorry, CM Punk. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's the exciting part of this match for me. Like yeah. I said this last week on this show that I think Revolution is going to be the greatest AEW pay per view ever. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's totally plausible. Sure is. I mean, your top three matches are whatever this world title matches. Mm-hmm. Sting the triple threat. Sting uh, retiring. Sting retiring against the Young Bucks. Eddie in... Kingston and Brian Danielson. Yep. Inle- unless, of course, we get a swerve and it's Brian Danielson versus, I don't know, Blue Panther. Some insane, some insane weird match. That's undoubtedly going to happen at some point. If it was Mystico, this would be the greatest show guaranteed. Fine. Mystico versus John Moxley. I'll... <laughs> 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 that's that's certainly plausible. If we're going to do Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson, which is fully on the table, it might also just be Mystico and Moxley at, at Revolution. I don't, I don't see that being off the table. Oh, my God. My only problem with all this, like the CML stuff, is they're starting this right before they're gone for two weeks. Yeah. It's so like there's not going to be that much continuity after this. Unless we're bringing like Capitan Suicida. We can bring in Neon. Neon's sick. Yeah, um, why not? Why not? There's a couple guys like, we can bring in. But they're, but they're, they're firmly established. The main guys are gone. They're firmly, firmly, they are firmly establishing these four guys, which will all be gone in what? Two, a week? Yeah, for a while. Yeah. I mean, they'll be back in time if they want to do a pay per view match. But... It'll be sick. It'll be great booking. So they're all gone, right? Mm-hmm. They're all over in Japan. That's when you have the Blackpool Combat Club show up and run yes. rough shot on CMLL in, in Mexico. Running the AEW in Japan. I'm sure the New Japan fans will be okay with it. Oh, Danielson will be there. Uh, he'll be at the Osaka show the day before the Fantastic Mania starts. I'm just excited. I'm excited for this show. Uh, by the yeah. way, Sting and Darby are winning, obviously. But yeah, I think um, Sting and Darby. You and I both agree. I think everyone's agreeing that Sting and Darby are winning the titles. If they don't, that would be very funny to finally make them lose after all this time. To mm-hmm. so, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Yeah, it's a weird spot for them to lose. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Revolution's gonna be great. This is the most random show ever, but I'm very excited for it. I just hope that it's timed well. Oh, and the big announcement. I was about to bring right. it up. The big announcement. The big announcement. That's right. That's right. Obviously, it's Okada. <laughs> oh. it, could be both. it could honestly be both. You never know. I did my homework, everybody. Oh, Scotty, investigative journalist. The Boston Bruins and the Boston Celtics. 
Do mm-hmm. not play on March 13th, mm-hmm. which is an open, an open date, an open calendar on AEW that does not have a show announced for it yet. Correct. And the TV garden is wide open. Mm-hmm. No concerts, nothing. It almost feels automatic to do AEW Dynamite Monday or whatever the hell they want to call it. Well, they're going to have some random name for it. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, what about like money in the garden? Is that something? Is that you anything? Uh, Spider Verse. Yes. I want them to do like let's try this one more time, and then just do the first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be funny. I know that's a Chicago thing, so it kind of defeats the purpose. But it'd be very funny. Does, does uh, but Boston have something like that where they could uh they could lean on? Um, I don't know. They're just gonna do some like bank statement thing. Or like cash money, bro. Or I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be something. Gonna be something like money infused. But what matters is that that's gonna be the announcement. I am putting all my chips in. That is my belief. But I don't know. Obviously, like no one knows for sure because it's Mercedes Monet. Yeah. And there's no one more unpredictable than this woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm pretty confident. So the idea is that, uh, according to rumors, that whatever this big announcement is, assuming it's the same big announcement, that they were going to announce Mercedes or whatever in regards to her on Collision last week, right? They The rumor is that they were going to say that last week. They decided not to because of all the Vince McMahon and WWE allegations that happened Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day that was. Um, and they decided to hold it off. See if it's the same thing, hold off for like a week and a half. Um, is there, do we fully think it's Mercedes or do you think it could, what, it, what are the percent chances Mercedes? What are the percent chances like Okada or something else? Or maybe both. I, think, I guess it could be both. I'm like at 95% Mercedes. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm fully think it's Mercedes and they're announcing whatever the garden show is. Like, I think Okada just like shows up. I think Gar- maybe Okada shows up at the, at the Garden Show. I think he does Revolution, so I think he comes in before that. One's Revolution. The weekend before, so the fourth of March, maybe. Um, yeah, March third. March third. I'm just happy she might actually show up. <laughs> kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we got to the point where I just want. Her to be here, you know. Like, I understand it's a lot to ask for, but she seems clear. She's training. This is the biggest. This is going to be go down as the biggest get, I think, for AW because yeah. she's a mega star. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fascinated to see what how she does in AEW. I I think she'll do really well. Obviously, there are people have had concerns about her uh, promo ability. Uh, That's crazy to me. That you Tony you're... Storm's cutting the worst promos in the business every week, and that's your, that's what we're worried about with Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe not the worst promos, but they're pretty bad. Like they anger me. Like okay, Tony Storm said she, on commentary, they're good promos seems... in the sense of what her gimmick is they're they're good at serving that gimmick the gimmick sucks but they're 
they're good at serving that idea. If that makes sense. Well, every time Mercedes, uh, not Mercedes, every time Mariah May cuts a promo, it's ten times better than Tony Storm. So that's, that's she's the one, and she's the one that's playing the lackey. So mm-hmm. take that for what you will. I'm not worried at all about Mercedes Monet cutting a promo, and like, stop. Yeah, like that. There's no concerns with her. The only concern is can ever can they book to where they need to with her now part of the company. That's the only concern, and we're on our way there. Even if Tony Storm wants to ruin that with comments she says on commentary, we're on our way there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It should be good. It should be eventful uh, um, dynamite this week. Yeah. Speaking about eventful, let's close out real quickly talking about New Japan and Osaka. This is New Japan show next week. Um, da, 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 da. um big show. Uh no, big show is not on this show. Uh who is on the show, however? Uh we got some four great matches, possibly five, uh, I would have to say, but certainly some top four great matches we have. Uh, uh, outside in the fifth spot, we have Los Angeles de Hopon versus Just Five Guys. They've been feuding all New Beginning Tour. Uh, we have a singles match, Tanahashi versus the New Japan contract list, Kazuchika Okada. Um, mm-hmm. That should be the final match together in their rivalry, um, in their no. historic rivalry in New Japan uh, as, as Okada works this match. I think he has one more match in February, if I'm not mistaken. Um... Uh, he has two. He's going to be at the last two shows of the tour. Okay, so he has. This is his third to last, then, right? Supposedly, um, yeah. Uh, so we'll have that. I would love to get some sort of angle to maybe get heat up something for the last two matches. Um, we'll see. Uh, IWGP Tag Team Title: Gorillas of Destiny versus Bullet Club. Chase Owens and Kenta. It's happening again. Did not realize that match is on this card as <laughs> again, Scotty. Uh, but maybe it's continuing the story of Chase Owens and Kenta can't get on the same page. So maybe there's going to be a breakup between Chase Owens and Kenta. Get excited, say, folks. Say it with me. It's the story of being awful. This match is going to so be so bad. And they're doing it wasn't it good before. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was not good before. I, I'm not, I don't listen. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you didn't have to tell me that. I know. No, I, know. I know you knew. You know why? Uh, I, did tell you I did tell you. I think we talked about it on the show, and I was like, it wasn't that good. <laughs> but it was. I'm only bringing it up because there's the story, and now the fact that they're doing the title match again, they're going to either continue it or do something in that story. So it could be noteworthy in that regard. Um, a special singles, ta- a special singles match: Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me? Um, so that should be uh, really good. Continuing where they left off in, what was that, Seattle? That's a tasty treat. That's a little tasty treat. And, of course, we'll close off with the main event, the War Dog Steel Cage match. Scotty, I don't know if you saw the New Beginning show today, but we've got the r- reveal of the rules of this match. It's basically a War Games match. This is oh, be God! I heard that and I got slightly disappointed. It should still be good, uh, but there, I think there's a re- maybe a reason they're doing that. Um, so obviously, it's going to be uh, uh, United Empire versus War Dogs. The idea is that it's a War Games match. 
So Osprey and Finley are going to start the match. Every couple of minutes, a new member is going to come in with the advantage going to the War Dogs. Uh, so that is what the match going to be. Right? What's that? Well, it's just one cage. We're not going to have double rings at least, right? I believe it is just one ring. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be two. I think it's just the one. I figure there wouldn't be two. Yeah. Um, I, but that, I mean, I'm into it. One ring, it's just going to eventually fill up. And it's going to be very good. Um, a couple injuries going into this match. Drill Maloney uh, tore his bicep, uh, bicep completely off the bone about a week or two ago. Uh, he showcased it in his backstage area where it's like, oh man, his biceps look really bad uh, because he tore it off the bone. Apparently Jeff Cobb yeah. is also working with a leg injury. Um, awesome. Going into the show. Um, and then also storyline wise, uh, uh, Francisco Akira, I think is going to be the most interesting aspect of the storyline going into it. Cause he's the guy that's going into this show sort of like fearing the war dogs a little bit and a little bit of lack of confidence in himself. So there's fearing the, the war dogs. Hello. Well, there they had a, they actually had a really good tag team title match today where he was going to do a spot. And then Jill Maloney pulled out a fork that he previously stabbed him in the eye with at new year dash. And Francisco Akira dropped off and was like, whoa, 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 don't hit me. Don't that's, hurt me. No, that's crazy. I, I stabbed myself in the eye with a fork when I, never mind. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, so you want to hear my take? You want to hear my take? Uh, sure. Go right ahead. Kazuchika Okada did the right thing. Hold on. Huh? What's the, what does that take? What? Huh? Not putting anyone over. Because here's why. Well, he's not putting anyone anyone over. Will Ospreay has chosen to put David Finley and Michael Oku over on his way to AEW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on! Two people you cannot stand. Can't stand! I'm not entirely sure that David Finley and the War Dogs are getting the win here. Wait, so wait, the faction doesn't dis- disband after this? No, this is not a faction disband match. Um, the faction still could disband after this, but it is not oh, the match man. itself. I kind of think, based on the story, unless Francisco Akira is turning on United Empire and maybe joining joining the War Dogs, I actually think this match is ending with Francisco Akira getting the win. Because they're doing the storyline where he's like, lack of confidence in himself and he, he he doesn't he's kind of being a solo guy right now and turning his hand away from the rest of his team and leaving interviews early and the rest of the guys are like hey what's up with this this guy i kind of think well number one based on what's happening he's going to be the guy if it's an open top he's going to be the guy jumping off the top of the steel cage and attacking everybody that is for certain but i kind of think it might be francisco akira getting the win getting the pinfall victory against the heel faction of the war dogs. That's my theory. That is what I think is going to happen. Um, because that is ultimately the biggest story going into this match. I think <sighs> not into it, not into it, Scotty. I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I'm very you, excited for this match. So, so, you know, I don't like the war dogs. Of, of course. What if I told you that Gabe Kidd and Hanari had a great match this morning? Oh my god, you're not, that doesn't that's I don't like that. I know you don't like that. I mean, it's I'm gonna watch truth. it. It's the truth. They had a great match this morning. I I've seen it. That's why I'm gonna watch. Like I've seen people say it, so I'm gonna watch it. But uh, let's just what say what if I told this... you that a what if I told you that uh, David Finley and Callum Newman had a better than expected match this morning? That's not shocking. 
is, the expectations are low, so that's, that's part of that's exactly. part of the gimmick there. Exactly. Uh, David Finley. I, I don't even. Di- okay, let me take this all back. I don't dislike David Finley. I just dislike the role they've given him as the new top foreigner. He no, so here's the thing that also frustrated me about David Finley and Callum Newman. Match. I do dislike oh. Michael Oku. I don't like him. I know. Um, so I they had a better than expected match uh this morning, uh-huh. but David Finley to me, I made the comparison when he first started saying that he felt like he was Jay White Light, uh Jay Light, if you will. Um he kind of had a Roman Reigns energy to him in the Newman match this morning. Um, where he's talking mid match, he doesn't move, oh. and then he goes to pin they pin Newman one, two, and then he picks up Newman. He's like, oh, I'm not oh, done with you. I was just like, that that felt like a Roman energy to me. That's I got more worried about it. Um, I have concerns. I do think this match is gonna roll. I think Osprey of all people is going to ensure that this match does not suck. Um, I so you know, it's his last match in New Japan, he's not this going to phone it in not suck yeah it, it look osprey is not going to phone in this match at all uh and at the very least his energy and him, him in this match is going to at least make it four stars because that's what osprey is apparently able to do of every match he has um this this match is my third most anticipated on the show uh yeah um, hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't say third. I would say maybe second. the 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 war The war games aspect of it makes it less interesting a little bit to me. I'm still, but I think maybe part of that was because there's two people actively injured, so you could do a thing where they're, you know, staggered entrances so they can come in later and be in the match the least amount of time. Um, but I'm not super jazzed <laughs> about that about that rule change. I hate war games, man. I hate the war game so much. Ah, but gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. I'm still excited for it. I'm still excited for it. Uh watching I'm the cautiously show, optimistic. That's fair. I, I, I get I fully get being at an arm's length with this match, but after watching this morning, I got a little bit more into it. Um Callum Newman got you there. Callan Callan Newman weirdly got me there, not even in the match. Uh, so is Great Khan. Kind of disrespectful, match. huh? Great Khan's in the match. No, he's not. He is not in the match. Uh, he, he is. is him, Great Khan, and Callum Newman are in a tag match on the second match of the show against Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. The match is Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, Hanari, TJP, Francisco Kira versus David Finley, Alex Colgan, Gabe Kidd, Alex Clark Connors, and Drilla Maloney. Great Ocon is not in the match. He could he could replace Jeff Cobb, but uh, I don't think I don't think they're doing that. That's crazy. I never realized that. Yeah, Great Ocon's not in the match. No. Wow. Which goes back to this idea of like maybe they do like a turning angle, and that's how United Empire lose. Remember we talked about this idea of like Great Ocon. Is in the match earlier tonight. He can make a surprise thing where he turns on Osprey or something, and that's how United Empire loses or something like they that. They hate Great Ocon. I don't think they hate Great Ocon. <laughs> they, they refuse to put him in the main event here. Oh, you mean 
United Empire or New Japan? New Japan. He's the KOPW champion, so they don't That's dislike great. him. Sure. I don't. I think. I think they tolerate Grail Gun. <laughs> that's, oh, that's this show Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning. Uh, with if it makes you feel better, Fantastic Mania is the next day. You're really not into this card. I'm into Danielson and Zach. Well, I should say, yeah, not the card. You're not in the main event. A couple of weeks ago, you were into the main event. Now you're fully out. It feels like War Games kills me. Like you don't understand how much, like how distraught I am at the thought of War Games right now. That's fair. I've had to be at the past two <laughs> on accident. I hate it. How do you how do you be somewhere on accident? How do you buy tickets to a WWE? I bought I bought tickets to AEW before Blood and Guts was real. Do not blame me for that's that. That's fair. That is true. That is true. The other one that was my fault, but that's fine. Oh yeah, they were in the TD Garden for that show, weren't they? Yeah. Interesting. That was not my fault. Interesting. Kota Bushi uh, was there. Really, he was. And he did he did a lot of that match, didn't he? He sure did. Um, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio, folks. That's the main show there. Um, someone asked the question, uh, ghetto ASMR exposed. That's the question. Anyone think about the rock coming back? And Jeff with the great answer. Listen to the first part of the show. We talked about it in the first part. Um, which of course you can listen to the first part uh by downloading the podcast Ring Post Radio, wherever you get podcasts. Um, that will be uploaded probably tomorrow morning, probably, because um, it is 9.30 our time here. Um, uh, or at the very least, the video replay will be up as soon as we're over with this stream. Um, All right. I'm back into it on this match. What happened? I, thought, I stopped talking about, about it. it? No, I just, I've thought about it. I've look, I'm looking at it. It's one, it's one cage. I'm going to hope that means something. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be an open top or not. I think it's going to be open top. I think Akira is going to do a diving cross body oh, off the man. top. I hate open top. Because what do they have before? They used to have just like a a a. Oh no, open top makes sense, right? Because the other one would just be a hell in a cell. Yes, which I oh, think they but... didn't have. Haven't they? They've had cage matches before in the history of New Japan, but I don't remember if they are open top or not. Oh no, they are. All right, they are open top. I'm thinking Hell in a Cell for some reason. No, that's fine. Um, yeah. If it's it appears that they are open top here, I'm gonna I'm I'm downloading an image so you can see what it looks like. Here we go. Cage match. In here we go, Scotty. This is what a steel cage match has previously looked like in New Japan. The hell is that? It's a steel cage. Yeah, but who are they? Uh, I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there no one there? Uh, what do you mean no one's there? There's two people there. Yeah, yeah, no. Are we in no crowd? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's supposed to be okay. That is the second ever steel cage match, empty arena, KO only cage death match. Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's in the ring. Uh, versus Kazanari Murakami for the IWGP right. under thirty open weight title. I like that cage. Okay, this could uh, okay. I, I might. I, Ryan, yes, I'm back in. Yeah, baby. I like the openness of the cage. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at all the rest of their. I'm looking at a thread of steel cage matches. All the other ones have been open top cage uh, that are like, uh, you know, just around the. Everyone should bleed. 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think... Here's another question that may ruin the show again for you. Ready? Is the ass wing going to show back up? Oh, dear God. <laughs> I mean, plausible. Possible. Plausible. I, I'm not going to sit here and rule it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and welcome it. <laughs> I will welcome um, the entrance. The entrance was cool. I was into the entrance. <laughs> you know, the little fingers? When the clock ticks down, then they do the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ass wang. Oh man. Uh he's got the fingers. He's got the fingers. Uh remember when Michael Cole was super into Valhalla's horns? That's kind of what I was doing there. Uh let's end the show here. Um Ring Post Radio. That's it for the show. We'll have the podcast Whoa. version up as soon as we can, probably next morning. Um what you got something, Scotty? Do you know we missed our match of the week last week? I did realize that after the we finished recording in show history. Uh, I th- I realized that after we finished recording last week, I was like, "Oh no!" We I remember four forgot. days later. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute!" I don't know why I thought of it. I don't know. Um, I think I was trying to think of my match of the week. That's probably true. Well, let's talk about it, Scotty. Give us, give the audience some plugs. Give the audience your match of the week. Oh man! <laughs> God, he's dying. <laughs> Follow me at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter slash X. Um, and uh, I don't think I have anything coming out right now. A lot of just uh, coverage of Stardom, if you want to hear me talk more about that show. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Stardom Road. Part one of the DDM episode is out now. Uh, we'll be moving to a more suitable YouTube format moving forward as well. So if you want to, for some reason, see me and Trent speak to each other like this, if you're watching live, just like this, actually. Uh, you can check that out on YouTube moving forward, starting with part two. But that's not for another week or so. So do that. Uh, my match of the week is from CMLL, baby. It is uh, Mystico and Brilliante Jr. versus Mascara Dorada and Neon from the finals of the tournament that they had that I don't remember the name of, but it was great. Um. You just have no, that. I did, I did not write it down. I did not write it down. I thought I did. I'll t- I'll say it right now. The Grand Alternativa 2024. Perfect. I saw you recommend that and I was like, well, gotta go watch that match. Um it was it was it was a good time. Yeah. See my little screen, man. Arena Mexico was feeling it. I saw a thing that uh I was reminded about how um uh, CMLL Arena Mexico, uh, they don't allow blood. Uh, if they see blood, they stop the match immediately. Uh, I just thought of the Blackpool Combat Club, and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, we're in trouble. CMLL, we're in trouble. Arena Mexico, hey, you want to uh, know hilarious? What's that? Uh, just because NXT is going on right now, Lola Vice, who has like the contract thing, uh huh, the money in the bank contract. She Gimmick? cashed it in in the middle of the match. Is it now a three-way? <laughs> yeah, in the middle. like. So she's losing. I I have no idea. It's over. I, I can't figure out who won. 
Uh, well, I'll go to Cage Match myself and let's see if we got. Oh, here we go. I got it right here. I got it right here. I got it right here. No one's updating it in Cage Match Live. <laughs> I love it when Cage Match doesn't update live WWE events. Uh, what is it? What do we got? Did Lola Vice win the NXT Women's Title? Breaking news from investigative journalist reporter they uh, just, Scotty Edwards. They had Lyra Valkyria keep the belt. I I figured this was just a way for Lola Vice to win, lose that contract. What is that's that's bad. Great booking. I'm not Great shocked. Booking, Sean. Uh, my oh, plugs. Um, listen to uh, Ring Post Radio wherever you get them. At Ryan Knightsey on Twitter, at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. Follow the host show at Count Pod. Uh, we have a bunch of other great shows, like Starting Road, like Scotty said. Um, Your Dose of Death. Um, the aforementioned, not aforementioned, but the at least uh, currently still named Okada Shorts. Uh, new name pending. <laughs> new name pending. Uh, no, they should change the name too. What's that? I can pitch it to fin- Finley's dogs. I'll, I'll pitch it. I'll pitch it. I, I, sent, them, <laughs> I sent them a list. I, I sent them a list uh, on Slack. Tanahashi's hair. They they are. So I will say they do have concerns. They talked about it in the last episode of Okada shorts, but they do have concerns naming it after another guy. Cause number one, what if that guy leaves new Japan? Tanahashi's the guy then the name. Uh, number two, they're like, what if like some guy turns out to be like a sex pest or something, or like a murderer? They name it a Nokiaism. So I I sent them uh, a list of various things. I wrote uh, um, <laughs> a bunch of different things. Um, I, I just, just realized I can't read name. I just realized I can't change. <laughs> I just realized I can't read any of these out loud. They're so bad. Um, they they just not change the name. No, they're they're going to. They're, they they've decided they're going you to. You change the name of your podcast? I've never seen can. that before. Uh, people have. People have. Um well that we can't change ours. We're too locked in. They should even... change it to Okada's contract. <laughs> they should change it to um Bokata's shorts. Um my match of the week. <laughs> they should change it to eat or no eat. My match of the week <laughs> is from St. Louis Anarchy. St. Louis Indie pr- Promotion. What are you watching? Uh, what do you mean I was, what I was watching? I'll this tell you so what I was weird. watching. Gateway yeah. to Anarchy. This was January 26th of this year. This was a dog collar match because, between one called Manders and Mad Dog Connolly. This was about 15 Ooh. minutes, Scotty. And this match ruled. I gave it four stars. Uh, it was a bloody affair. It was hard hitting. It was the Indies, so you know for a fact that Steel Chain was real. It had moments of like the Ricky Starks Brian Danielson match where they're whipping each other with the chain. You don't get to hear it as much as that strap you heard, but uh, it's real, real bad to look at and real rough to hear still. Free on YouTube. So go check out Mad Dog Connolly versus One Called Manders in a dog collar match. Uh, I gave it four stars. Highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend, baby. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, oh, I mean, the other thing I'll plug is I'll have hopefully another new episode of The Ballot coming out this month. Um, I have someone in mind for the episode, and we're just figuring out the scheduling of it. 
and it should be a very interesting guest. Um, so that again, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We we back next week. Uh, we'll be back next week on probably Monday again. Probably, um, we'll be talking about New Beginning Osaka. We previewing Fantastic Mania that tour previewing rev pro high stakes potentially if scotty can make it through a michael oku match preview will we be reviewing nxt vengeance day i don't know quite yet uh um, mania is where i'm locked into so yeah that's where he's currently locked into but as of right now that's all we're really talking about so we have a very interesting show next week as well but until then we went super long here folks we appreciate you everybody we appreciate everyone in the chat that spoke to us uh, we appreciate all of our listeners, all of our subscribers, um, and we'll see you all next week for Ring Post Radio. Goodbye, everybody. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Countout provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Countout Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout. This has been a Countout Podcast.